0: On this episode of A Soul's Quest Podcast, we're having a discussion with Erica Evans. Erica is a beautiful young lady who shares her experiences of maturing and adulting. Stay tuned. Let's take it from the top. Okay. Bob Marley said that, I think. Take it from the top. (laughs) I don't want to say that on camera. Um, But yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> I know a little bit. I don't know very many okay. lyrics, but I know about Bob Marley. <laughs> okay, so tell us about you. Start from like where were you born? Okay. So uh I was born in Brooklyn, New York.
1: Brooklyn and the
2: house without a doubt. Oh,
1: sorry. sorry. I get, I got carried away. Oh, I'm going to hurt your feelings cuz I don't know nothing about it. <laughs> 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 um I was born in Brooklyn, New York, um and I guess the story behind that is um my father was running from the cops. Oh. And my mom fled with him, mm. <laughs> oh. mm-hmm. and then I was a preemie, so I wasn't uh-huh. even supposed to be born up there. <laughs> and then six months later, they came back. So to I'm Florida, pretty, yeah. So I'm okay. pretty much a Floridian. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, born in Brooklyn and then raised here, and we pretty much never left. Um, I moved in different spots in Fort Pierce, mm-hmm. but it's been it's Fort Pierce, <laughs> Fort Pierce, the fort, the fort, the fort. I love um, the fort. But yeah, um. So, my father is um, Jamaican, and he was here illegally. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he, he he had his bouts, and um, at the age of three, um, he was deported. So, um, when I When you were three? When I was three. Okay. At the age of three. When I was three, he was deported. So, the family dynamic at that time was me, my father, my mom, and then my little brother, because mm-hmm. we're two years apart. Mm-hmm. And- um, I didn't quite know what was going on when mm. he got deported. I just know that he was in a place, and we used to go visit him. I used to be like, well, "When are you coming home?" <laughs> that's it. Yeah. And then I didn't see him again, and that's pretty much that. Um.
2: So when you said that you used to go visit him, you mean you, you actually you guys constantly went back and forth to Jamaica. Well, to no.
1: Um. So I never been to Jamaica. Okay. And so let me elaborate that a little bit better. Let me go back. <laughs> so. Um. When we lived here, it like I said, it was just me, my mom, mm-hmm. and my dad and brother. Um and for a while we stayed in this um on the, in a house in a dirt road mm-hmm. and we had like a little farm. Oh it's very, very nice. like like goats chicken. Oh really? Oh, wow. I was just about to ask yeah. to do animals? Yeah, oh, wow. goats chicken. I actually had a chicken. It was a pet chicken and we ate it. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> Omar has a similar story. Really? I do have a similar story. Yeah. Yeah. I, a similar I didn't story. know until they told me, but yeah. <laughs> and um at this time, you know, um, my dad, he he was a hard worker, but he did his 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 doings, um, kind of like sold drugs on the side, mm-hmm. and um, for what I understand, he never was arrested for that. He was arrested for like other stuff, mm-hmm. and then it added up. So then they put him in a facility, um, down south, and mm. I think it was either Palm Beach or Miami. I couldn't quite remember. So back and forth, we would drive like on the weekends to go visit him. Oh, okay. Um, during that time, and then. I remember like going to the facility and um, pretty much like just seeing him in, like in a colorful suit and then we eat snacks, mm. we talk. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, are you coming home? Because I was a daddy's girl at the time. I was spoiled. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, but, you know, and then because he wasn't really telling us anything at the time. Yeah. And then he was gone. Just like that. Just like that. Hmm. And then later on, you know, it was revealed, oh, your, your dad got deported. And I was like, what? Right. Um, so yeah. at that at
2: that at that stage, I mean, th- there's always an affinity between the uh, the father and their daughters, mothers and their sons. Mm-hmm. And at that at that early age, having that separation from your father, you know, um, uh, how how what are the emotions that went through you? What what sense out of that situation were you able to to uh, make sense of?
1: Um, it was weird for me. Um, and then emotional. Cause like I said, I was a daddy's girl. So I was spoiled. Like he used to, if I wanted something, I could point and he would be like, Oh, get it for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so seeing him leave and then them not quite explaining what it was at the time. I cried a lot. Like, I remember just being like very emotional. Um, and I remember just constantly asking, well, can we just go where he at or can he come home? Mm-hmm. And because I was so spoiled and I always was like, give me, give me. My mom had to break me out of that. So mm. that meant like spankings in the store. Cause I used to have like t- t- <laughs> the the tantrums, you know, yeah. cause you're a kid and she's like, you ain't getting that, you know? So <laughs> I used to get like little spankings and it was, it was different. I was like, you know, so I had to get used to just being me, my mom and my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't too much of a big shift. Um, in a sense of, um, like how, um, living wise at mm-hmm. that time, we were still comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but as in the dynamic of just having a male figure at that time, it, it was different because he, he wasn't there. Right. Yeah.
2: And and how was your mom? And I'm sorry if you, you know, you could interject at in any time. How did your mom handle? Cause now it's you, your brother mm-hmm. and her. Mm-hmm. How how did she handle? Or oh, 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 what happened with her during that time? How was her demeanor towards you guys? how did she feel? What did she do? How did she handle that situation?
1: My mom always been, um, like very independent. Mm. Um, that time, I don't know if like finance wise is how she handled it. Um, cause I also had, my mom also had her battles at that time. My mom is a former addict and I'm on, we're okay to share that. Okay. Um, she didn't like use it in front of us or anything like that, but I think that's how she coped with everything. Mm. Um, so at that time I just remember, you know, I still went to like daycare. Were you aware
0: that she was um an addict at that time? Like was that something that you were just like I know something's up. I know
1: something was up, but I didn't know what it was. Okay. If that makes sense cuz yeah. she's going through her battle and you hear the family arguing with her, but you don't know what they're arguing about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um cuz I'm a kid. I yeah. just know like adults are fighting. You yeah. know in my in my eyes um and my at that time, I was still a happy kid. You know, me and my brother, we played. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. We, all we did was play all day and sleep. Yeah. Play, eat, and sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I didn't. We didn't know like what was the argument. The arguments entailed. We just mm-hmm. know that they had their little battles. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we left the, I know we did. She did end up leaving that house, and we moved back with my grandmother. Mm. So. Um, so I guess that's how the finances must have took place, mm-hmm. but I mean at the time I didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, all I know is now we're in the house with my grandmother, and we're all in this one room and we're sharing a bed. And you and your like brother and your grandmother? It was me, my mom, my brother, and you. The room. three of
2: you in one in one room. Yeah,
1: okay. and then my sister stayed there, my older sister, mm-hmm. and then my grandmother. So mm. it was just all of us in one house at that time. Right.
2: So when do you, how old are you during this time? You know, you, know, you talked about your dad was around, th- you were around three when this
1: happened. Yeah, so and this, now, what this about is now? all around about the same time, three or four. Three or four. Mm-hmm.
2: And as a three or four year old, like what, y- you are just taking all this in. Is there, or you lashing out? Were you acting up or?
1: The only thing I was acting up about is being that I couldn't, Be spoiled again. That Mm. was my only thing, and that's the only dynamic
0: I took. Um, You weren't getting everything you wanted. I wasn't
1: getting everything (laughs) I wanted, (laughs) and it wasn't fair. And then (laughs) it
0: wasn't fair. (laughs) It wasn't
1: fair. And then I realized I had to share now, because before, like my dad will give me anything I want, if it's like candy or something, all of a sudden they'll buy one, and you and your brother share. And I'm like, why? share with him yeah so that's you know it was it was kind of like that um and then when we all was in the house together at my grandmother's house i just remember like i missed having my own room the play with your dolls and stuff you yeah know, you don't have all that anymore yeah so yeah it was it was weird it was
0: now, may i ask you how what was your how did your brother um process every because he was much 2 years younger. He was than a baby. Yeah. He was pretty much so a baby. So he didn't know. So for him this is like normal then this new living arrangement. It's just like he was yeah cuz he was so he, young. He
1: was he was so because he was young, he didn't really have a a big connection with my dad okay um and my dad have like a really heavy accent mm-hmm. so when he got deported and we used to do phone calls my brother wouldn't talk to him because mm-hmm. he couldn't really understand <coughs> him or break it or break down what he was saying gotcha. versus me i'm telling him about my day yeah. and all this stuff and i'm like oh when you coming home and my brother's like yeah yeah that's just he <laughs> got, that was his you know yeah. mm-hmm. and he was like well how you doing in school good yeah and it was very short for him He he you know um and then as time grew on, um, my sit, my thought about how my dad being deported and our relationship changed. But at that time I was so connected to him and wanted him to be back. Yeah. It was mostly me. Yeah. Yeah. But brother, he was just he was just there. Yeah. He, <laughs> was just there. <laughs> he was just there. He was just there. So he was
2: too young to, 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 to kind to of comprehend of it, yeah. To
1: comprehend what was going on. Yeah.
2: So as you progress now, now you're living with your grandmother, you you went from, you know. Being having space, being spoiled, and now you're with your with your in your grand with your grandmother, mm-hmm. your older sister, smaller room, less mm-hmm. space. How did all that feel?
1: Crowded, <laughs> very <laughs> very crowded, um, but fun at the same time. Because mm-hmm. um, you know your grandma cooked, so we ate good. Yeah yeah. Um, <laughs> my older sister was there, and I followed her everywhere. I mm. was like basically like her kid almost. I I bother her all the time, was always in her stuff. <laughs> always in my grandmother's stuff, like her makeup. I stayed in trouble for playing with makeup. <laughs> <laughs> like, it. you know, it was fun. And then there were times where it did get difficult because, um, like I said, I didn't know what they were arguing with my mother about, mm-hmm. but I knew it was something. So it was about her getting clean, mm. you know. Um, And then they put her in a facility. Mm-hmm. Um, And I remember we used to visit her. And my mom is a spitfire. She, mm-hmm. she cussed <laughs> like a sailor. So I remember <laughs> just the arguments. Um, and then at the time, um, me and my mom and my brother used to take like these night trips. I didn't know what these night trips were, mm. but I just thought it was cool. Like if, because I was a night a night owl, mm-hmm. always have been, never broke that habit. Um, even as even as a kid, so she would like pick us up, or well, we'll get up and then we'll go drive around town she get us a little nine, 25 cent juice jugs y'all remember those
2: yeah quarter juices yeah and then the quarter
1: <laughs> chip bags yep. it was sitting in the back of the car and sorry
2: sorry it was quarter waters is what they used yes, to call them yeah. yes
1: yes yeah. they still have them to the cookouts mm-hmm. but um <laughs> we used to take these chips, me and my brother and my mom or just me and my mom and I didn't know she was going to buy what she wanted mm. oh she never used it in front of us but okay. she was those night trips was her going to get her her, her supply. Yeah. Her supply. <laughs> but fix, so yeah. yeah.
0: But for, for me, it was just a midnight ride. Like, I yeah. was like, you know, we get out. Well, it's almost like, a, a, um, like you're bonding. Yeah. And you get your little juice and your chips and your yeah. mom and you're hanging out with your mom. Yeah. And it's for so you don't know any different because she didn't do it in front of you. Yeah. It was just, it was just. But that's when you go out to get those things. Yeah. Right? And it was cool. Yeah,
1: so we used to, you know, take these trips, but. In the process of taking these trips, I developed, like, a, a fear, too, mm-hmm. a phobia, because he's always run out of gas. Uh. <laughs> I read that. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> Always uh. run out of gas. Really? On the darkest roads, too. Yeah. It's the dirt roads and stuff. Yeah. And I was sitting here, like, you know, we used to have to get out and help her push the car. <laughs> we were so scared. We were little then. <laughs> I think I was about, like, maybe four or five at this time, because uh-huh. my brother's not old enough to walk and help, you know? Yeah. yeah. So she'll probably have him, like, at the wheel, and me and my mom's pushing. And I'm oh, like, man. so now if I get in a car, it's always have to have gas. It has to have. Yeah. You want sure. to make sure. have gas. And if I'm with somebody and it's going to eat, listen, we stopping somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So you, you said that you started noticing that, that they were arguing your grandma, your, your sister and your mom. Mm-hmm. Were, when did you discover that there was an r- actual issue when it came to substance abuse with your mom?
1: Mm. <laughs> um, God bless the dead. My God grandma she kind of revealed
2: it oh okay <laughs> and how old were the, how old were you when did this when this came to light
1: i, I was still in elementary school hmm. i was still in elementary school um and my god grandma kind of like revealed <laughs> that you know your mom does things to support this habit and they basically revealed that she was an, an addict mm-hmm. um and I was like, so tell me more, what's that? And then she kinda, you know, one thing about my family, most of my family is um they're kind of an open book. Mm-hmm. So I never had to go nowhere to ask questions. Okay. Um, even my mom. Um, but I don't think at that time she was ready to reveal what she was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I found out from my gargoyle, I went back and just asked my mom, so is this what this is? <laughs> and she told me, but then I know she got like, in like an argument with her, like, you should never told her that. But um, at that point, now it was open, so we just knew. You just knew.
2: Now, did she? What was the catalyst for her to start using drugs? Was it a separation with your with your father? Like, was the at that age was there something revealed as to what led her to that?
1: No, so she was already doing it even with my father. Oh, okay. Um, this is something that happened like prior into her past. Um, my mom, you know, she, the way she explained it to me, um, it was just something that she got into mm-hmm. um not necessarily meaning to but she she did um but i guess at that time to cope with things mm-hmm. you know she probably was more into it than what she was i didn't know how bad she was in it because mm-hmm. i'm a kid yeah my mom course. was a happy person yeah. and she never you know anything like i said in front of us to reveal that she's doing this stuff i just know that like i said those those trips at night was like a fun time for us Mm -hmm. i didn't know what she was going to get like (laughs) so for for me like i didn't we i didn't i didn't
0: process what it was Mm -hmm. until later on so did she um when it was revealed did she give you more information did she tell you that or was it more noticeable to you? did it? It was more noticeable? okay, but she still didn't use in front of you. she no, okay, no, but you
1: knew, but I knew what it was then. right.
0: but you said that she went to a facility yeah. so what what happened during that time, like you were the within? rehab um how long was she gone? She wasn't gone that long, oh, okay. it was one of those voluntary
1: rehabs. Okay. like mm-hmm. they put her in there. she mm-hmm. got out okay pretty <laughs> much um <laughs> she left <laughs> right.
0: and then um she was back home. Okay. Um. The but she was still addicted at that point. She yeah. didn't go through the process or whatnot. I mm-hmm. guess they have to go through, s- through stages or whatever. She
1: did at one point, and then that was that. And then, um, she was still using. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I remember I think this is around four or five. I remember we were coming home from daycare or el- school one of those days, and she was pulling up into my grandmother's driveway, and an officer pulled up, and then um. We were my brother, we was just looking. Like, we didn't you know what was going on. Yeah, And he basically was arresting her mm. in front of us. In yeah. front of you. In front wow. of us. Oh, my gosh. And my god-grandma stayed across the street. So she was like, because nobody else was home. So she was like, go to your grandma house and just wait till grandmother get home. Yeah. So my birth grandmother. So I see the guy putting the cuffs on her. I see her going in the back of the car. And... Then we walked over, and she said that was the turning point for her to stop mm-hmm. when she saw our heads looking out the window while she was getting arrested. Wow. Yeah. So
2: so now you're seeing your dad go. Mm-hmm. You see your mom come and go out of rehab. Now mm-hmm. you see her getting arrested as a four, five, six-year-old.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What's going through your head?
1: I feel like my parents just disappearing.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's pretty much what it was. So how
2: did it make you feel?
0: It was weird. <coughs> it now, was when, weird. when she was arrested, she was she gone for a while, or was it just? Uh, I think it was maybe like a year or
1: six months something like that. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the time frame. Mm-hmm. I just remember at that point, my aunt and my uncle stepped in, and my grandmother, mm. and my sister when she was around. Um, so they was taking us to school. They was taking us to doctor's appointments. You know, and it you know it was just weird. Yeah, it was everything just became like a weird thing. Like, you know. And then I remember like getting awards and stuff and my grandmother being at the award ceremony. Yeah. Not my mom. Yeah. yeah. And then that was that. But, so there, but, but what
2: about that's what I'm interested in here in 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 getting for me like at that age you're excuse me. <coughs> at that age you're 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 dealing with all these things. Mm-hmm. Obviously you're performing well in school. Yeah. You see your grandma. Mhm coming to your functions, but not your mom and your dad. How does that make you feel as a, <coughs> as a young person?
1: You get jealous of the other kids. You get kind of jealous because you see other kids' parents there and you want your mom and dad there. Mm. Um, I was already jealous because my dad was long gone at that time. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get to have, like, I, can, I didn't get to run and say, oh, dad, look at this. Mm. Um, it was my mom at first. And then when she left, you know, I started doing real good in school. Like, I started getting, like, you know, awards for good um, participation, all sort of stuff. So my grandma would dress me up real nice and we will do all this stuff. But I remember, like, I kind of want my mom here. Yeah. So you, you see the other kids get to see their parents, and you're kind of jealous. Um, but you're a little kid, so, you, you know, you fight through it. Um, but she wasn't gone long. So that okay. I think that was the the good thing about it. hmm It was kind of like a blur, and then she was back. Yeah, and when she was back, she was like kind of chunky and she was happy. Mm -hmm. So, and then she she was there. She was at the award ceremonies and that kind of thing. So,
0: but when it happened, I just remember feeling jealous of other kids. Yeah. So your mom comes back home and you pick up right where you left off with your mom (coughs) Mm -hmm. because, for all intents and purposes, you had a good relationship with her. So that was a nice thing. So then what? What? you get through middle school or uh, elementary school yeah, and your mom is doing well. Yeah. So, okay.
1: but she's still <coughs> around like hood guys. So mm-hmm. she's dating these different men. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of men. Uh-huh. Uh, I remember like two, two men guys. Um, and then we moved to the projects. So she got independent. So she got housing assistance and we moved to the projects. I remember that vividly because I remember moving out of my grandma's house and getting my own room again. I felt oh. like, yes. Mm-hmm. um, and then I, I loved it at that point because the project was different; it was a whole other set of kids. Yeah, uh, all we did was play all day, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't know what was going on, you know, but it, it was a it was a good time. Um, but the guy she was dating at that time, um, well, let me change that. She ended up marrying him. His name was Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, blessed the because he passed as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, she was dating him, and they were married. Mm-hmm. And I remember the dynamic changing because then I had a stepbrother. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. okay. he didn't stay with us, but every now and then he'll be in and out. Um, and then Mike, his his family was very um, interactive. Like he they used to always come over and hang out, mm-hmm. and I didn't like that. Like it was like you know it was weird. It went from being just like the three of us to the four of us, and then like extended family. Yeah, yeah. and I was like why are they always here? (laughs) And I didn't know that me and my brother developed this like selfish habit, but it it was. And then we were selfish about my mother too. Okay. Like it was even like, why she's with him. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you ever heard of the stepdaddy song. That's exactly how we felt. Like (laughs) you ain't my dad. Why are you here? You know, it was, it was just weird. And one time he whooped me Mm. and I was like, I don't like this man. (laughs) Um, so the dynamic it was different; it was it changed? Mm-hmm. And this is towards the end of elementary school. Okay. Um. Because
0: yeah, you went from having like a, a home with no father figure to now like your mom's doing both roles, and now you have this man in yes. your life, and, and it was weird you have to share your mom now. And I
1: didn't have to. And I didn't. And I didn't know how to process that at first. Mm-hmm. I like hated him, and it mm. wasn't his fault. It was more so like, why are you here? I, I shouldn't have to listen to you. Like, mm-hmm. I, it, it was like that. I was selfish. Um, and I developed that, that talking back habit at this time. Cause I didn't want to listen to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom, you know, she was like, y'all can't be that way. But we were, we were, we were, I guess we were spoiled kids. Like, no, we wanted you for us and us only. Yeah. And I, and I guess when he came about, I was like, who is this guy? Yeah. Yeah. So then, um, we stayed there for a while and then we got kicked out. <coughs> <laughs> because of him so that and so i guess we had a point you had a point i guess we had a point um and i remember that vividly. what do you mean you
2: got kicked out yeah, of public housing
1: yeah okay because of him mm. it, was, it so was well
2: take us through that story Take. I, I'm,
1: <laughs> so this is when it's gonna get hood ghetto movie type <laughs> thing. Ghetto movie. I, I kid you not we can laugh about it now but at the time it was it was you know um so my mom picked us up from school and him, um, from his parents' house. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he was there. And then we all went to McDonald's, mm-hmm. got our McDonald's, our little happy meal. And then we, we, went we went home, but there's a, a U-Haul truck in front of our neighbor's house. Mm-hmm. And at the time I, I remember asking my mom, is she's moving? Why is there a U-Haul? Cause she never told us they were real close, like sisters. Mm-hmm. And I was close with her, her kids. Mm-hmm. So me and my brother was like, is she moving? Yeah. And it was like I haven't heard anything. So all I remember was opening the car door. As soon as my mom cut off the car, and we opened the car door, the U-Haul, the back of the U-Haul, slams open, and it's Taz or the the yeah the you know what it is yes. Taz yeah Taz which is um Fort Pierce um drug uh, oh like just like the SWAT the, the SWAT, SWAT, SWAT team yeah. okay and they come out full gear raging, and guns are blazing, and Guy Mike at the time he takes off mm. he takes off, um, me and my brother we're standing there just looking, and the guy come up to us and he's pointing the gun like get back in the car and you guys at you? us wow like you know oh get back gosh. in the car because I guess they were trying to separate us, and my mom yelling at the officer don't point that gun at my kids oh my gosh so at the time you know it was it's a hood ghetto yeah. story mm-hmm. and um. All I remember was just standing there holding a Happy Meal. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I remember. And I I remember looking at the guy, and I hear my mom yelling, don't point the gun at my kids. And the next thing you know, she's like, just go to the next door neighbor house. Mm. And we ate there. And we was there for like a couple hours. And then we went back in our house. It was tossed everywhere. Mm. Everywhere. Couches was like, um, curtains pulled. Couches was flipped bed was flipped. We had to clean up. And good thing it was like a Friday evening because mm-hmm. we spent like that weekend just re-cleaning the house. Organizing and putting everything back together. Putting everything back together because he was looking for, you know, whatever he had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I just thought it was like rocks, but it was drugs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I seen it, you know, but I'm a kid, so I don't process it. I just remember them having it on the table and they say, you know, don't touch that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And that's the type of stuff they was looking for. Mm. They didn't find anything. Right. But I remember a couple months later, she was like, we got to move again. Mm. So, yeah.
2: And you, so you're watching this as a young person. You see this happening. You see your mom involved with this guy, which you didn't like. And you mm-hmm. intuitively, you felt that mm-hmm. there was something that wasn't right. When all this stuff happened, how do you, what do you think? What do you, what, I mean, this is a lot to process as I'm standing over here, mm-hmm. listening to that. You were a young person. You get a, 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 a not a young person. You're a kid, baby in elementary school with a gun being pointed at you.
1: I thought it was normal.
2: You thought it was normal. You thought all this was just normal. I thought
1: every family went through this type of stuff. Really? To really? be That's honest. That's interesting. I didn't, you know, cause <coughs> Um my mama did shelter us from like TV and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I used to watch like all these programs, so I thought it was normal. Mm-hmm. I thought what we were going through was normal. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I shared my story later on in life I realized, dang, we were kinda ghetto. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> like we, we went through some things mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I didn't know it was trauma until later on in life. Mm-hmm. So I didn't I didn't I, I didn't, you know, identify as that at a kid. Yeah. For me it was just Okay, this happening, so now we gotta move again, or this happening and now we gotta move again. Seeing the the drugs on table, um, I thought it was just like I said, I thought it was rocks. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I just thought we couldn't touch, it. it was adult stuff. Yeah. And then as I got older and you started learning, you know how you have those educational classes? Mm-hmm. Um, like the sex talk and the um is that an elementary school or It starts school? in elementary school. Does it school. really? Oh. Your parent yeah. has to sign a form because we went every year. My mama wanted us to go. Okay. Yeah. We went every year. Okay. And um, <laughs> then you start learning about, uh, <coughs> you know, the D.A.R.E. program. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I do know. Yeah. The Drugs. D.A.R.E. program. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, uh, okay, so this is wrong. Okay. I never said nothing to the teachers or anything. Yeah. But- what what my mama knew was involved in was wrong or what the guy she was with was involved in right. is wrong.
2: So when you realize that, wait a minute, what I'm seeing and then what's happening and again you're young you're you're a kid and you're seeing this you're 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 already having like a moral conflict, mm-hmm. right? How do you deal with that conflict? I mean, as a as a I'm, I'm assuming you're seven, eight years old right now. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with that conflict? You're seeing this at your house. You go into school and they're telling you no, that's not good. It's not healthy. It's so not you go
1: back and ask your mom.
2: Okay, <laughs> and, and how did that go?
1: She was just basically like, um, "Don't tell what's going on in our house." Mm-hmm. That's pretty much how she, you know, she was like, "Yeah, it is wrong, and I want you guys to do it, but don't tell what goes on in our house." Mm-hmm. And that pretty much was it, what it was. Um, and at that time, I, you just do what your mama say. Mm-hmm. You don't. Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't tell. Right. So I didn't. And I, you know, I I went to the same classes like every other kid. Learned about how bad it is. And I went home and I told her what I learned. Yeah. But she was
0: like, okay, good. Did that shift, though, in perspective make you feel like, did it make you feel like, I don't want to be in this house, in in this environment? Or did it make you like, well, you know what? What happens in my house is what happens here. I love my mom. I,
1: I just feel like we shouldn't get in trouble. Okay. I felt like, oh, we can get in trouble. Mm-hmm. That's okay. what I kept thinking. So you to just her. kept, I was like, well, you know, the things that so and so do, we can get in trouble for that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she's like, you only get in trouble if you tell. Okay. So um, you had
0: a, an awareness that this is not, yeah. this isn't good. Yeah, that's so. what the DARE program and stuff used Tells to introduce you. It kind of helped me
1: understand. Like, you don't do certain things. Yeah. Gotcha. And the guy she's with did do certain things. Right. And you just don't tell. So, yeah. How how did she justify that
2: relationship? even though you guys were kind of like put in the middle of it all, but she was still willing to marry Mike. Mm-hmm. How did she just, did she justify that to you or, or, or what did she say when it came to that? When you saw that, it's like, well, I'm learning this in school and you know, mom, that is not proper or good, mm-hmm. but you're still with him.
1: Is she justified is how, is how he made a living. Okay. How he made a living. And then, um, She was with him up to my middle school years, Mm -hmm. so, and again at this time, you know, my mama didn't sugarcoat anything either. She was very open with everything. Mm -hmm. She revealed your daddy used to sell stuff too. Mm. So, and then I realized, well, ain't everybody used to do this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I thought, again, you know, for me at a kid time, I thought a lot of kids' family lives was like the same. So a lot of kids other families were probably doing the same. And
2: and you saw that same thing in your neighborhood in your area.
1: Um. Not necessarily in other people's homes. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought it was normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just know we couldn't talk about it. Okay. Like, if people ask you questions, don't talk about it. Um, don't tell what we, we do in our house, because it's not everybody's business. Yeah, mm-hmm. And I think that's a concept a lot of families, especially African-American families, you don't really talk about what goes on in your house. Mm-hmm. It's it's That's something that's always taught. So we didn't, mm-hmm. um, until like middle school. And mm-hmm. I met someone whose father also got deported mm-hmm. Okay, and I was able to start talking about it. And then that's my best friend. She's still my best friend. Um,
2: so t- take us through that part. Cause now you, now you're getting old, you're getting older. You're in mm-hmm. middle school now, right? Yeah. You're I'm in, middle in middle school. school. Okay. So how, take us through that.
1: So <coughs> in, in middle school, um, I met, I met my best friend and, um, we connected on, oh, both of our dad is Jamaican, but I don't, but she, she's like Jamaican mm-hmm. and she lived there mm-hmm. and I kind of was jealous. <laughs> I really was. Cause you know, um, she knew something like the Jamaican slang, you know, so and I didn't. Right. Um, and then she was like, I was like, yeah, but my dad got deported and she was like, so did mine. And I was like, really? And then I said, well, why? And then his was it's not, I think it wasn't, it wasn't drugs, it was something else. Mm-hmm. But um, I was like, oh, but the difference between her and my dad is her dad was still talking to her mm. um, oh, okay. and connecting. Um, as the years went by, my relationship with my dad faded. Oh, really? It okay. faded. It wasn't, we wasn't as talkative with him. Mm-hmm. He didn't um, made a point to call like he used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and back then you had calling cards. Mm-hmm. So it was always us buying the calling cards. And then at some point, you know, I think my mom got bitter about it and she kind of had a, a point about it. Like I, f- I felt her reason why should we always have to reach out? That was her reason. Mm-hmm. So we kind of just like, you know, we faded. Yeah. Um,
2: so by this stage now you're, again, you're getting not into your tweens beginning teenage years. Mm-hmm. So you're beginning to be a little bit more questioning more, a little bit more rebellious. And now you don't have a connection with your dad. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel?
1: Um, I was just—I think, like I said, I was more jealous of my friend because okay. her dad and her used to talk, oh. and I wanted that same connection. Mm-hmm. But I was also developing like this anger about it. Mm. It wasn't before; it was more of like a missing phase mm-hmm. to the point it was an anger phase. Like it was like it's not fair. And then I said, and I was like, well, if he can do this, how come my dad doesn't do that? Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't call me. He don't even call me on my birthday. Does he know my birthday? Hmm. It was it was it was it was kind of like that. Yeah. And I remember just telling my mom, she was like, and at this time she was just like, It's okay to feel how you feel. He's still your dad. She never bashed him. Mm. She's like, he's still your dad. And when he was here, he took very good care of you guys. Um, but it's okay to feel that way. Mm-hmm. It's it is okay. And I would tell her the differences of how what my friend dad used to do versus what my dad used to do and she said it's okay. He still loves you. Um it's just maybe right now in his life this he probably can't afford a card or you know and that's how I took it. Yeah. But I was angry about it. Um, yeah. and I think at that time I just started developing a lot of anger.
2: So did did, um, did that anger manifest in any aspects at that during that stage do you did it manifest in any negative way? In school and in, in, in a home? Anywhere? School
1: while School wise, um, my sister was over my school life because she was older. Me mm. and my sister are fifteen years apart, mm. so my sister took over our school life mm-hmm. and she put us in like honor honor classes and all that stuff. Well, me because mm-hmm. my brother was he was in elementary still, mm. but with me, so my mom let her take charge of that, mm. okay. so I didn't get a chance to mess up when it came to school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but at home, I start developing a talking back habit. Mm. I, You know, I started developing this, um, I want to say my opinion, and I got in trouble for it mm-hmm. I, a lot. I mean, my mama started the clash towards the end of middle school. But um, at that time, I just remember, you know, if I disagreed with something, I said it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was from, you know, being angry all the time, but
0: I think I think it started there. Mm-hmm. And how did that uh, evolve as you were getting older, <coughs> you go into high school? <coughs> how did it evolve with that? Like with with your relationship with your mom now at this point? Um, and, and was she still and, and I don't want to keep harping on the same thing, but was she still um, addicted at this point?
1: No. So right. At, when she got out of jail, she was clean. Oh, and good. She's been clean okay. since then oh good okay. um like she said her f- she revealed her turning point was seeing us watching her get arrested you mm-hmm. said that mm-hmm. okay and um she'd been clean and been clean ever since
0: oh good okay
1: and that's I don't know how many years to now but I know it's over 20 something years right. so also let me ask you this Congrats. because
0: I feel like when when I've h- talked to people um because I worked at a place where there was you know drug addicts and whatnot mm-hmm. or I did an internship there they s- would express their relationship with their significant others or their family members and it was Tenuous and you know difficult and challenging, and then they come out and they're clean. Like, did that shift your relationship, or was your relationship always sort of just this? It was the same. It was the same because okay. my
1: mom was my mom. Yeah, and my mom was actually strong. You yeah. know, yeah. And I remember asking her because the like again, Mike was still a, he was a seller, right? And I remember asking her in like in middle school, I was like, mom, doesn't that ever bother you? Like, you see this stuff, and right? She's like, no, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. And she said you guys are my motivation and, and she she meant that yeah. and um i never she never she never scaled back right
0: um so then how was the the so now you're you got this talking back thing going on cuz i know that <laughs> that that gets worse as you get older it so did. how was it in high school your relationship with her and that um
1: i was never rebellious in in a sense my mom was very open like i said mm-hmm. um but I did I did go back and forth with her a lot. A lot on everything. And I remember a couple times I just snapped at her. Mm. Um, and I understand. So at this time, towards uh, the end of middle school, going into high school, her and Mike shifted. they still together, but it's on and off. But he was in the house. We left the other house we went to, and we're back at my grandmother's house. Okay. Um, Without him. Without him. In, okay. Um, and now we're back, me and my brother, in one room with my mom. Hmm. and uh, so it changed again so now i'm it's just like okay i'm back to sharing it's not my own space and um i remember just being in high school and i I remember like doing all this stuff and she was just you know sometimes we would get in arguments over like the simplest things Hmm. um but the time that i snap i remember um and i get it my mom at the time she's you know single parent And she used to work all these jobs. She worked in kitchens. She Mm -hmm. worked in the hospital. Mm -hmm. And my mom is a tiny thing, but she used to be exhausted. And between my brother doing his sports, and me doing, um, I was in the Orange society. Um, I was in like a group called the Precious Pearls, sponsored by AKA. I heard of Precious Pearls. Yeah, Yeah, I used to work with them actually. Yeah, I was in the American Legion through my grandmother um, Mm -hmm. because my granddad was in the service. And great great. And then uh so I was doing a lot mm-hmm. and then I and then I started to band Tenth grade I was a flag girl. Mm. Oh, wow. So mm-hmm. I was busy. Yeah. I was busy. <laughs> and then my brother was busy because he's in sports. Yeah. They got games. They travel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My mom was exhausted. Yeah. Um so some and then she had she, at her job she had someone she didn't get along with. So she kinda brought home negative energy sometimes. Mm-hmm. But her frustration kind of bleeded over. Mm. So I remember me and her arguing a lot because she used to be like, I'm tired of picking you guys up. Y'all could ask the other families to bring you home, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember it used to boil. Mm. So between me and her battling, I remember going off about, why are you getting mad for picking me up from the honor society? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the kind of thing. I said, like, I have people I know getting arrested. And they're fairly picking them up from jail. Yeah. And you're arguing to pick me up from the honor society. Yeah. And it she was just like, you kind of got a point, but I'm just tired. <laughs> I'm tired of you
0: kids at this point. That's funny that she said that, though. Yeah, I see what you're saying. But still. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's
1: why I said I said, you know, and I remember like <clears throat> in the middle of high school, I remember just going off with her. And I was just telling her I was just like, Mom, it's not fair. Like you're yelling at me for like the simplest things. And there's girls sneaking guys in their room. Yeah, there's kids out there doing drugs. Like, and you yelling at me because I just want to go to a meeting or stay after for a meeting. Mm-hmm. No, you need to get on the bus. Like, it was kind of like that. Yeah. So our relationship kind of started getting rocky. Okay. Mm-hmm. Only because I had I was opinionated at this time. Right. And I was just frustrated with her. Right. Yeah.
0: Now, did some of the um, frustration come, and maybe did your anger increase? or get worse because you ended up moving from having your own space, your mm-hmm. own room. And now you're back at your grandmother's house and you're yeah. back to sharing and you're much older now. So it's like, you want privacy as you mm-hmm. get older. Right. Did that sort of, it did. Okay. It ended. It, it it, it, and I think it's because I was just over
1: everything. And then you, you're back where you have to share a bathroom. Yeah. You're back where now there's like no privacy. And at this time, you know, you talking to guys, you kind of want to talk to them by yourself, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> or you, you know. And I didn't. My mom didn't get us a cell phone, so we had to share the house phone. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was exhausting because then my grandmother, you know, they'd be on the phone all day. Yeah. 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 So it was. You don't just, get the phone. <laughs> I don't get the phone till like late at night, and then you still had to go to bed cause it's school, of course. Yeah. So it was just like this is not fair, mm-hmm. and my sister finally moved out. Okay. Um, so. I did eventually get my own room again, mm-hmm. but I was still angry. And I think I was angry because I was more frustrated with my mom
0: being more upset with me. Yeah. Um, when you're doing what for you is for all intents and purposes, you're doing the right things. the right
1: thing. Yeah. Okay. And gotcha. it's like, why are you getting mad? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. she was just tired. Yeah. She was always That's Understandable. Tired. Yeah. And I, and I think at that time I was selfish and I didn't understand that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Um, what, because um, we haven't really touched on your grandmother, you've lived with her on and off mm-hmm. there. What what? How was she, what was her act or her role in this whole thing?
1: She was um, the shelter, the provider of the shelter. Mm-hmm. Um, but my relationship with my grandmother was not good. Oh yeah. no, Mm-mm. it was it was to the point where, um, and again, this anger I had um, lashed on her too. Um, and mainly because she used to say things and do things and it used to, it used to just take me to a place where it's just like, it's not fair. Like, I feel like at this time in my life, I felt like I was getting, you know, pushed on and yelled on for like doing the right thing. Yeah. And I, and I felt like, well, I could be out here doing all kinds of stuff.
2: So what was the support that you needed to continue to expand? It's kind of like what you were questioning. Like, yeah. Why I'm not, why are you not supporting me? Instead of, of hampering me or, or, or being upset with me because of transportation and things of that nature. Yeah. yeah. And that's pretty
1: much what it was. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't understand y'all are getting mad because you have to pick me up. But yet I have people who, you know, doing all these kind of things and they, they family still, you know, take them places. Mm-hmm. I, I just I couldn't understand. And then um, it got worse because my grandma used to start saying things, you mm-hmm. know, to me. And the things she would say would kind of make it sound like, you know, I was just a horrible person.
2: Like, what kind of things did she say?
1: Like, you know, you know, you think you're grown, you're not grown. And, and then she'll, you know, talk about, like, sometimes my weight, you know, or, you know, just things like that to to, to get to me. Like picking on you? Picking on me almost. Yeah, okay. Um, and I get it. I think at the time we all was just angry and frustrated because now... Her house not to herself anymore. Mm-hmm. I think that's where she was coming from. Yeah. And then my mom was so frustrated because you know it's just her um, working all the time. And my mom worked like she missed a lot of our events because she she just she chose to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then me because I'm trying to do the right thing, and I'm I'm getting flack for it. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's my brother. He's just coasting. <laughs> 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 my brother. My brother developed long before me how to just yeah yeah just let it roll off <laughs> let <laughs> it roll <laughs> and you know and i I used to always be like how are you not like you know but they never went went off on him mm-hmm. and part of that is because the dynamic of the men in our family are kind of like you know put on a pedestal because mm-hmm. we don't have many men yeah yeah mm-hmm. so i was like and that's the only reason why you get to coast because you not they don't come at you they were coming at me
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um why did you think that it was so you, you mentioned that that the men in your household are put on a pedestal. Yeah. And what do you mean by that?
1: Like, for example, I wanted to try sports. Mm-hmm. She never took me to get a physical to do sports. Oh. She never did. Mm-hmm. But my brother, physical every year. Basketball stuff every mm-hmm. year. Cliques every year. Track shoes every year. I'm like, ah, that's ah, ah, ah. This is not right. This is not fair. Mm-hmm. Then you come at me because I want to stay late to school to do band practice. Yeah. Or... The, the the bus, after you do a game for, for Flag, they'll um take you all the way back to the school. So you had to, they had to, which is past my house. Yeah. So you should have to pass our house to go all the way back to school. So you know, I have to go pick you up. And it's 10 o'clock at night. I'm tired. i go to work at 6 a.m. It was kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. But my brother, he got by. Yeah. And it wasn't fair. and But then to him, he was just like, I don't know why you're yelling at them. <laughs> It's pointless. <laughs> he developed this this real nonchalant ha- habit about it at an early age, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he still do to this day. He still do. Me, I'm just learning how to not lash out. Mm-hmm. But before, I was angry and I lashed out about everything. Mm. So
2: you felt you felt somewhat. I mean, for lack of a better word term, discriminated against because yeah. you were. You know, here's the your brother. He's younger. He's just into sports. Mm-hmm. And, and, and yes, there's a few men in the household, but you're giving him everything. I'm doing just as much academically, academically yeah. And, but it doesn't equate to the
1: same thing. It like, doesn't. what do you make of that? Like, they were proud of me and everything. <coughs> I, th- I put it like this. They were proud of me when it came to gossip. When, when they want camp- to, when they want to tell other people, ah, <laughs> to brag, to about <laughs> about brag. <you. Like>, okay. <laughs> that was my grandma, that was my grandmother's dynamic. To be oh, honest, yeah. okay, to and be when, proud of you and brag about you, yeah, but never to you. Yeah, like, <laughs> but I was like, you know, it, it was so weird. So I could, I could, I, I vividly remember my grandma gossiping about me getting something on the phone, and I'm just like, but you yelled at me because you didn't want to go pick me up. Mm. Like I don't. It was kind of like that. Yeah. Um, my mom on the other hand, she was very proud of me. But she showed it in different ways. Mm-hmm. So even though we clashed, I used to say things and it used to be on point. And she used, to, she used to know I was right. So instead of saying sorry, she just let me do certain things. Mm-hmm. Like I begged to get a tattoo at 16. Mm-hmm. And I begged, well, I begged for two years. But when I turned 16, she let me get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I wore a Chucky doll and she went and got it. So she was, she, was, she was treating me in other ways, mm-hmm. but then she would go back and lash at me. And we would <laughs> still go back and forth, yeah, still yeah. go back and forth. But then if I needed her car, she will give me her car. It was kind of like that. Okay. And then, like, um, at the time, my mom just let me go to the club. Mm-hmm. She used to let me because um, my friend worked at a club. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she used to let me go, so it was it was kind of like that. She used to reward me in different ways, in different ways. Yeah. Okay. So she never really
0: verbalized it, but her actions made it. Yeah. Like, like she
1: she 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 was like, I ne- I do need to cut it out, but we mm-hmm. still we still ended up going back and forth.
2: So going back to your grandmother, mm-hmm. so you had this this party which she praised you in the community with her friends and, mm-hmm. and things like that. But at home it was different, and you guys bumped heads
1: to the point where she always. Threatened to kick me out, yeah. Okay. It, how did that, de- now that you're getting towards your later
2: years in high school, what happened with that relationship? How did it, did it get worse? Did it get better? What happened? It with got it?
1: very worse. It got dark. I don't know what mean. Do you mean by that. I, <clears throat> it's to the point where I, I lost like all respect for her. Mm. I lost all respect for her. At this point, we didn't have a relationship. Um, but you're living with her. I'm living with her. Mm, and okay. I think that's what made it even worse mm-hmm. because it's her house, her rules. Mm-hmm. And which is, I mean, that's it's that's it's her house, her worlds. But mm-hmm. I felt like it's not fair because as human beings, we all contribute. Mm-hmm. Like I clean up, you know, I, I help yeah. out, like mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing. But it, it it just got very very dark, and I just remember us always arguing, her always trying to kick me out, mm-hmm. and then she, you know, and it never turned physical or anything because I would never hit an older person. I never do anything like that, but. I believe my anger scared her to the point where I feel like she thought I probably would. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we, we used to yell at each other but be each other's faces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But to other people, she seems so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was hard to explain that to even to my best friend. I was trying to tell her, I was like, she's not who you think she is. Mm-hmm. And she, today she was like, but your grandma seems so sweet. I was like, no. Mm. It's not. She's not. Yeah. And it started, it started there, but then it got end up getting worse to the point where I
0: I wanted to run away at one point but I didn't mm. cuz I didn't want to hurt my mom's feelings. Yeah. And what was your mo- what role did your mom play in that? Like she that she must tried hard. The middle man. Yeah. She okay. tried to be the middle man. Yeah. And she she knew what I was going through cuz she did it
1: to her mm. when she was younger. My, but my mom was rebellious when she was younger. Mm-hmm. Me on the other hand, I'm not rebellious. Yeah. I just I have I speak my mind. Right. And I get that from my mom. Mm-hmm. And my mom see it cycling again because mm-hmm. she used to speak my mind, her mind with my grandmother. So she see me doing it and she see my grandma treating me the same way she treated her. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to play the middleman and trying to keep us apart from each other mm-hmm. in the same household, in the same household. So yeah. on top of having a difficult day at work, then not have to pick us up and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then us arguing yeah. at home. It was a lot, Yeah. but I didn't, you know, I didn't realize how bad it was until like, till I realized I, I was actually lashing. Like, mm-hmm. I was angry all the time, mm-hmm. and I felt like it wasn't fair. But at, at school, that was my escape. Like, yeah. I used to be happy at school that I had to go home and deal with that.
2: So how was that? Because I I could relate to that. You know, you're 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 doing great in one area, then you have to go back home and you don't want to be there, but you have no choice.
1: Yeah. How do you how
2: do you deal with that?
1: honestly i kept quiet i I, I just you know i talked to you know you you want to tell your friends some things but you don't want to become redundant Mm -hmm. so i would tell my friends some things but then i find other ways like i used to draw i used to write back in back in that time i have a jesus journal so i used to write to jesus all the time Mm -hmm. like that was my way of like expressing how angry i was and i you know and I used to, you know, my grandma used to say these things like, you know, you go learn one day. Because, you know, in the Bible it says, you know, honor thy father, thy mother. So I felt like I was going to hell because I was always arguing with her. Like, yeah. always. And so I used to write in that journal, Lord, forgive me, because today is just a day. Like, you know, <laughs> it, it, it became like that. I seriously was, like, trying to, you know, rewrite my wrong in this uh-huh. journal. Yeah. Um, music was my escape, okay. you know. Um, me and my friends used to download music illegally all the time and <laughs> just listen to it. And that was the way, you know. And then I started, you know, getting into artists, that kind of thing. Gaga was out at the time. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, you okay. know, I thought she was really cool, so I started getting into her. Mm-hmm. So it was it was where, like, I kind of, like, put my energy towards something else. Okay. So
2: what gave you the wherewithal to mm-hmm. be able to do that? Because there's a lot of people in your situation mm-hmm. that channel that anger, that that ne- those feelings which are not positive or negative they're just feelings and Mm -hmm. in the situations that you're going through they channel that in very negative ways for instance you know people that have gone into drugs and addiction because of it you chose the other way what was it within you what gave you that wherewithal to be able to use that those emotions in a constructive way
1: so i i wasn't you know into the whole Drug thing because I seen it, and I think Mm -hmm. because I was around it growing up, I never was like, "Ooh, what is this?" Yeah. As 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 a teen, because I seen it. Mm -hmm. You know, I seen the weed, I seen the crack, I seen it. So as I got older, I never was fascinated to get into that. Mm -hmm. Um, Alcohol wasn't a big thing for me, um, Mm because when I used to go out, I used to drink. Yeah. So I it it wasn't like you know, um, and I feel like. At that time, for me, to, to escape that way was just better because mm-hmm. um, I was an artsy person. I was creative. Mm. So that used to be my channel to, mm-hmm. to just relax. And I don't know why I chose that way. It's just it's just how it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had some people. I had, you know, other adults in my life that would encourage me to do other things or get me into things. Okay. Um I guess they saw the leadership aspect in me. I never did. But, you know, they used to get me to do things like, you know, sailor speeches or yeah. or vo- do volunteer hours or mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then when I had free time, i either play video like Sims or something mm-hmm. and then <laughs> draw or, or do something creative or mm-hmm. color. That was mostly my thing. And
2: tell me a little bit about those, peop- those people mm-hmm. in your life, those adults that kind of, mm-hmm. like, encourage you to do those speeches to – to to show those little potential it does is there any particular people or certain people that that when you think of that mm-hmm. pop up into your mind?
1: Yeah, it's a lot of people actually. <laughs> a lot of people. Um give me some specifics. Some specifics. Huh. I'm, tr- I'm trying to go down the line. <laughs> well um I was in educational talent search at the time. Miss mm-hmm. Alvarez, Miss Evans, Tequila Evans, how you doing? <laughs> and my cousin, uh Misha Mm-hmm. And um, they they were they was in education talent search and they would challenge us to do like leadership roles. Mm-hmm. So like when I was in high school, I used to be the one to go get the kids for the meeting. Um, when we do tours, we I used to be like the tour leader for like the middle schoolers and stuff. we go to colleges, it was kind of like that. Nice. So it those type of people like encouraged me to do good. And then my god grandmother, who I was actually more close with than my grandmother, mm-hmm. she encouraged me to just talk it out. With her, mm-hmm. and I did, and I developed like this really strong bond with her, and um, you know, they basically showed me that you know you can do things because I was a self doubter, I really was, but they saw something in me. They mm-hmm. saw I was charismatic with people. Um, what well, I'm an introvert, but I'm not afraid to talk. I guess. Uh, yeah. So it was just like, we'll go do this. We're gonna do this. We're gonna try this. Mm-hmm. So they did that for me, and. I learned I start developing, you know, certain skills and then I ended up volunteering in high school at the front office and um Ms. Hall and the ladies up there they showed me things mm-hmm. and I started learning my office skills. Okay. So I started developing all these 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 little these skills to help me, you know, do things and get better. And um, that helps me it helped me forget all the negativity that was at home.
2: That was happening at home.
1: Yeah. So l- l- that's
2: that's interesting because one of the the important parts. I mean I worked in Fort Pierce and I worked in the in the hood, you know. So yeah. in the area. So I'm very familiar with that uh with that location. And but there's a lot of great people that guide you in there and I don't think a lot of those people get a lot of credit for, for the things that they do for mm-hmm. individuals like yourself. Um why do you think they took such an interest in you?
0: I don't know, to be honest. <laughs> How, how can anybody not be interested in Erica? <laughs> She's like a magnet. Um.
2: <laughs> but think about it: there were other people, right? That yeah. they show interest, but they, sh- they, 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 You know, I mean, I know working in schools. I, I don't like Miss Alvarez or Miss or Miss yeah. Hall. They're always so strict, you know. Mm. And there's a lot of kids that complain about individuals like that. But you, they, they saw something in you, and and somehow you you continue to listen to them. Yeah. And what 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 happened? Tell me.
1: Well. Honestly, I was just a respectful kid. Um, okay. My mom did play radio about our manners, you know, mm-hmm. and you know my my raising up wasn't you know the same. You know, what is it the normal? Right. My mom was. It was atypical. Yeah, let It was atypical. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So my mom taught us like you know how to behave and and how to be malleable, and I guess they saw that I was a very malleable kid, mm-hmm. um, and then I was good with you know talking to people. Mm-hmm. So they they would take that and 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 use it to their advantage. Like, well, we're gonna teach you how to do this or show you how to do this. And and I did. I learned. You know, when it came to educational title search, you know, um, for them, you 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 good with the other kids. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you can lead the group. Mm-hmm. And I and I led the group. I mm-hmm. I didn't you know I didn't want to do it. You know I was like, <laughs> why? But those are the type of things they had me doing. Um, and then when I was in the high school, you know. I was I learned quick, I learned very quick, mm-hmm. and Miss Hall picked up on that. Yeah, she's like, "Well, I'm gonna show you how to do this. You're gonna do this. That kind of things." So I learned how to work a copier, quickly tie, that kind of thing. So she, they took advantage of it for their sake too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think they just gravitated towards me because, you know, I was a very nice kid. I didn't I didn't give them flack either. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always taught to listen to adults, um, and uh, some kids would be like, "I ain't doing this," you know. I would say that. Yeah. But I also ended up doing it because it's just out of respect.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so now you're going into, you finish high school, you graduate. Thank obviously. God. Obviously. I know. Oh girl. I know. <laughs> when you graduated high school, were you like super like, oh, thank God. Damn. Actually, I liked the high like school. High, okay, I liked the
1: high school. My high school was fun. Was it? Yeah. And my, my, my mom gave
0: me kind of freedom, too. It was like,
1: I had fun. I was kind of sad, though, because a lot of my friends, my close friends, we were separating. Nah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're not seeing them every day. Yeah. Because
2: Everybody's going different directions.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, was, it was weird, but I was like, Oh, but, uh, I was nervous and excited at the same time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's always time. an exciting time. You're like, okay, now I'm an adult. Yeah. Yeah. So now you, you do, you, do you go to college? Like what, what happens here at this point?
1: So again, like I said, my sister was over my, my schooling. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, my mom just wanted to get us through high school. That's okay. it. Yeah, high school. She like I just make sure y'all graduate with a uh, high school diploma, diploma. Mm-hmm. so y'all can get a job. That right. was her goal. Yeah, she didn't see me going to college. Really, and that wasn't that wasn't like a negative thing. It's just mm-hmm. her growing up, they had to get a diploma, right? So that was the expectation. That was the expectation. Mm-hmm. Um, and she she just even said this day, I did not expect y'all to like go to college and mm. do more. But she <laughs> said, funny. I'm 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 happy you guys said, I'm so proud of you guys. Oh yeah, <laughs> I know um, she's proud of you. That's true. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but um. So now, um, at this time, I wasn't getting into the colleges I want because I'm a horrible test taker. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm really good at school. So you mm-hmm. mean, like, the, the like standardized test. Standardized test. I am horrible at that. Same. Mm-hmm. Um and I and I and I
0: could be really good at a lot of like I, like English and, and yeah. history. I was mm-hmm. great. Like ask ask you to write a paper, you'd have been fine. Yeah. But they want you to take these tests. I hate those tests. But the reading
1: yeah. tests, I was just like, what is they saying in mm-hmm. yeah. the time frame?
0: Yeah. So I didn't get into the colleges
1: I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, did you want to like leave the? You I did. Wanted to leave for okay. I wanted to go because mm. again the house the house dynamic was still stressful. Okay. Yeah. Because me and my grandma are still going still at going it. Still going at it. Okay. Um and i i wanted to escape i really just wanted to disappear yeah but i wasn't i felt i started feeling like a failure because i wasn't getting what Mm. i want i wasn't getting to the school i want i want to go to um st louis to go to uh, washington university Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i didn't get in because my test scores was like standardized yeah Yeah, it was horrible
2: Mm -hmm. now Um, did you get any tutoring
1: I did. Educational talent search gave us tutoring or whatever. It's just I'm horrible when it came to the test.
0: Yeah. I think it's the pressure of like the the time. Yeah. And then these paragraphs and you're just like, What? And you gotta read it over and over yeah. and over. You know what I mean? And, and, and even they were trying to
1: understand. It was like, why are you not I was like, listen, I can't I I go blank. Like yeah. I freak out in yeah. the
0: middle of a standardized test. Yeah. Um and that's something I always struggle with. Um But I can understand how you would have like this self doubt because you're feeling like not I don't know. Do do you you are you feeling like you're not adequate enough to get yeah. into these bigger schools? I,
1: I was, and then I wasn't getting any scholarships at that time. Mm-hmm. I felt like a failure, and then it was getting close to about the fall time, mm-hmm. and I remember I was like, "Well, you know what? I'm just going to go to RSC. It's the better solution." I hated it because yeah. I, I mean I had to stay home again, mm-hmm. yeah. um, but it was the better solution, right? Um, so I bit the bullet and I applied to RSC. Good thing I did um and because I was heavily involved with education Talent search and doing those leadership things and going to all the events mm-hmm. um I ended up getting a blessing through them um eileen stork and Ho- um holly um they were over the enrollment, and they had like a raffle, and I won like this little five hundred dollar scholarship oh wow, through them nice. okay and I was like, well, that's great, because mm-hmm. I didn't know how I was going to pay for certain things. Yeah, um, I applied for financial aid, but it wouldn't it didn't come in at time. Yeah. And then I remember Mr. David Little from the foundation department, he told them, oh, well, she actually qualified for this, mm. so let's sign her up for this. And I ended up getting another scholarship. Nice. So I was able to pay for my first semester through scholarships Nice. Yes. through the help of those three people, and I was truly grateful. Nice. And, um it was actually a blessing that I stayed home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, How so? Because I got the scholarship there. Because okay. at that time I wasn't getting anything and I wasn't getting any scholarships. And I felt like, dang, I must really suck at writing or I must really suck at everything because I, I wasn't getting anything. Mm-hmm. And my friends were getting scholarships and everything. And I'm sitting here like, dang, is something wrong with me?
2: What, like, what, did, what did the counselors tell you about that situation? Keep trying. Just keep trying
1: mm-hmm. keep trying, and they you know something will come through, and it did it did mm-hmm. through them it did yeah.
2: you mentioned earlier that you felt like a failure, you know after going through high school honor society um high awards and 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 high achievement mm-hmm. and then to get to this point, how do you deal with that that sentiment because that is a that could be a very detrimental sentiment of feeling like a failure educationally when you strive for something and you don't get it and you don't get it how were you able to deal with that
1: i i just came more angry okay i just i felt i just felt frustrated i was always frustrated um and again i felt like i didn't amount to anything like Mm -hmm. i accomplished all this stuff but i didn't amount to anything because i wasn't getting the next chapter as easy Mm -hmm. as i was like in high school or in middle school Mm -hmm. Um, and i felt like dang life is hard you know <laughs> yeah. um so my first couple you know months out of um high school you know it went from being all excited to like dang i ain't getting nothing i ain't i don't know where i'm going like it it was rough mm-hmm. yeah. um my sister stepped in she helped me apply financially, financial aid and then the ladies at the college you know helped me apply and then i ended up becoming part of um I was an education autonomous search. I was like, go to student support services, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and those ladies told me, mm-hmm. um, Miss Betty, and you know, she was very nice, and that thank God because I, I didn't know what direction I was going in. Mm-hmm. I know I want to go to college, and I wanted to either be a lawyer or an anthropologist. Mm. <laughs> so, um, oh no, more anthropologist, not lawyer, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, an anthropologist, but I just you know, if it wasn't for them, I don't even think I would have. You know, why? Why
2: anthropology? That's a that's a very it's a an, and it's a very interesting field. But I want to know why? Why was there something that you wanted to do? I like the dead. Okay,
1: <laughs> does that sound bad? Yes. No, not at all. I mean, I, I, find, I yes. find it. I find it interesting. I find it interesting. Um, no, honestly, and. Uh, I love horror movies. I love mm. hearing about haunted things. I love murder cases. Uh-huh. And this is even at a young age. I used to watch horror movies Ugh. at the age of three uh-huh. with my mom. That's why I said my mom was a very open mom. And you know how some your friends like, you watch that? Mm. Yeah.
0: And I know everything. <laughs> the sex
1: scenes, all that. I saw all of that. <laughs> I thought I was cool then because of that. You um, one up on everybody else. Yeah. Um. So as i got older i was like dang you know especially getting into like criminal cases Mm it i want to be more involved in that Mm -hmm. just just knowing that how people are so evil and can hurt harm people Mm -hmm. i want to help solve that um at the shot at the time Bones was out, but mm-hmm. I, I wasn't watching it. Mm-hmm. I just knew I liked it looking at bones okay, um, and skeletons, mm-hmm. maybe because I'm obsessed with skeletons. Yeah. Mm. And then I realized I was researching careers and I saw anthropology and I researched some more mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. I want to do forensics. Yeah.
0: Okay. So how did that play out in your college um, Quest. 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 Yeah,
1: Quest. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, RSC really doesn't have an anthropology program. So mm-hmm. I, got my, I went to AA and I got my A in anthro- AA in anthropology. Mm-hmm. They had the classes. Okay. Um, but they were hard. Mm-hmm. They were very hard. And it wasn't forensic anthropology. It was just like the general anthropology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, it was cool to learn, but they were hard.
2: What do you mean by, like, hard? Yeah, like what does that mean? In, in 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 the content or? The content of the class. Okay.
1: I didn't know it takes. So, me looking, at, like, when I researched it, I'm thinking it's all bones and, you know, because I only was looking at the forensic aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anthropology is the study of life mm-hmm. and the biology and the makeup of life. Right. So, I didn't realize all the dynamics that went into it. So, when I went to the class, it was, um... Uh, the first part of the class, you learned about like tribes, um, where you come from, homonyms, and mm-hmm. that oh, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm seeing him like, mm. oh, "What is all this? <laughs> like, I just yeah. want. Where's the bones aspect? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, where's that? Right. Uh, and then, you know, the teacher was showing all these weird films. And I'm seeing here, like, "I don't want to learn about this tribe. I want to learn the bones. Like, where's the bones? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was that. And then we, the second part of it is really learning about like um the evolution of how we came about mm-hmm. from like fish or mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. like from what is it fungus. I was I was lost. I was yeah. like, sir. Then bones. we were apes and bones. then well, I'm like bones. <laughs> and then I found out they did have a forensic anthropology class. Signed up for it. So <laughs> excited. It was canceled. Ah, <gasps> uh. uh, it was cancelled and they never and they never they never told me it was canceled uh-huh. i found out the first day of school oh uh-huh. man yeah <laughs> so i was just like dang it's like not enough people signed up. I'm like, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> <So> <laughs> the bone part is cool. Right. Yeah. But I did learn like the basics, like mm-hmm. how to tell like a human skull, mm-hmm. like a, a human skull, kind of like from an animal skull, a mm-hmm. woman from a man. Mm-hmm. So it was like, oh, you know, interesting. yeah. Like mm-hmm. I learned like, you know, our brow bone kind of define what we are in our jaw bone. And yeah. the oh. back of your head, like a woman back of the head is softer than the men back of the head. Like it's really? like that kind of thing. Is like, it like really? yeah, it is. I feel like my
0: head is hard. Yeah. Cause I'm hard headed. No, and stubborn. And like
1: if, <laughs> like if we was to strip you down to your bone mm-hmm. and strip him down <laughs> to his bone, like your brow bone would be different. Really, That's it's interesting. Ours more curved versus the guy. Like, so I did learn some cool things, but it wasn't all what I wanted. Yeah. So yeah. When we got to that part of the class, I was happy. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. The rest, of it, I was like, uh-uh.
2: yeah. <laughs> so what? now that you got there, it's like, oh man, this is cool, but it's not where I want to end up.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, oh. What happened after I feel you got to that point?
1: I questioned my next career move on my next I would say educational move Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um I knew I wanted to work again with the dead Mm -hmm. but um and at that time I was still frustrated because I wanted to still move Mm-hmm. So when I received my AA, I was like, should I stay or should I go? But I had a really good cushion spot at the co- at the college. I had got a job there. Mm-hmm. I was working um, in the IE department under Dr. Tina Hart. Mm-hmm. And I developed really close relationships with the ladies that worked in there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was kind of spoiled a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was kind of spoiled. Like they spoiled me, you know. I could come and go from work as I ple- pleased and, mm-hmm. It was just it was just really cushioned. Right. So even though I wanted to go, I'm like, but I kinda got like a good setup here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started reevaluating everything. Like, mm-hmm. what can I do? What can I take? Um, so I went back to uh, Miss Betty them in student support services mm-hmm. and they say, Well, won't you try criminal justice? And at this time, the bachelor's degree program at R S C was like kinda um unwrapping and developing. Yeah. Um, I wasn't in the first class, but I was in like, maybe like the third or fourth set of classes that graduated with the bachelor's from RSC. Oh, wow. Yeah. But, um, at that time it had just opened. So we reworked my thing, make sure I had all the right classes. Mm-hmm. And then finances took a bru you know, I was like, you know, it'll be easier if I stay here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Financial aid will be, you know, help, you know, I won't have all these student loans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So part of it was more so like to save money. Yeah. yeah. And then... I was like, well I'm gonna switch to the criminal justice program. And I did. Okay. And how was that? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. But at the same time not enough.
2: Not enough. Not
1: enough. Not enough bones. Not enough bones. <laughs> um but it was awesome. I end up meeting some really cool professors. Mm-hmm. Um and I learned a lot. And then one of my professors, um, she's a spitfire. I love to death. You know, she is uh, Dr. Kimberly Masnick. She kind of like led us into like conversation. Mm-hmm. And um, we, I learned a lot, got to tour jails. You know, it it was it was an eye opener, mm-hmm. but it was fun at the same time.
2: T- tell me about eye opening uh, in the criminal. My, my bachelor's is in criminal justice as yeah. well. Tell me uh, from your perspective, what what was the eye opening about going through that process of of learning about the criminal justice system and the intricacies of it all?
1: Um, Knowing that everyone's situation within criminal justice could be different. Mm -hmm. Not only that cases can go left or go right at any given moment. It all, it all depends on the setup, but even if you so set up in a case, mm-hmm. it could still go left. Yeah. Um. I found that very eye-opening. And then when we started talking about the issues, like I didn't know what variant laws was, like these variant laws that are like hidden in within laws. Mm-hmm. and all I didn't know about none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So to learn about that, I thought it was really cool. And then when we start touring jails and understand the dynamic of a jail, I was like, wow. Because you see it on TV, but it's yeah. not the same. No, it's not. It's yeah. definitely not the same. And then when we start having the conversations in class and learning everyone different perspective, it was like, wow. Yeah. Like some, we, I remember one conversation was um, marital rape. You How you, know, you can get raped when you're married. Mm-hmm. And I remember like, there was an ex of mine. He was in the same class of mine. Oh. And he didn't <laughs> believe that there was rape within marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I remember like, what and i actually dated this guy Mm. like uh and i was embarrassed (laughs) i was like i was like i'm glad i ain't tell nobody i'm only one person and one person knew. Mm. i'm like i didn't tell nobody i dated him (laughs) but (laughs) to learn the the different arguments Mm -hmm. um about different immigration or um drug laws and just it was it's criminal justice itself is vast Mm -hmm. So to try to learn to break down each everything was very it was it was unique it was fun.
2: Let me ask you this, because to touch on on that whole system, and you seeing from a child's standpoint, you know, seeing your dad <laughs> go through it, yeah, seeing your mom go through mm-hmm. it, how did that perspective change?
1: <coughs> you know that it's a joke, actually. Oh mm-hmm. really? It's a joke. Between yeah. me and my mom. Oh really? <laughs> oh funny. It's a joke. It's a joke. She was like, you study criminal justice and I'm a
0: criminal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a felon and you, <laughs>
1: you know. Um, and the irony. And That's and funny. it actually, it actually uh, when we get to that part, it actually fall back. She'll Ooh. pop up. Her and my dad will actually come back up. Oh, really? Yes, in my later life. Hmm. But um, at that time, she was just like, you know, and I'm telling her all the cool things I'm learning. Yeah. And she's like, huh? And I was like, yeah, did you know this? Did mm. you know that? Right. But you know, and then I would actually go to her to talk about certain things. Like when I was learning about addiction and stuff like that. Mm. So the cool thing about it was, cause in college, me, my mom was repairing our relationship. Okay. Oh, okay. So I was able to go to her and ask her a lot. And she, actually help me understand the perspective of like an addict mm. or a perspective of what to deal with someone going through like deportation or the perspective of what you see in the streets. Well, that's interesting. So I had like a up upper, a upper kind of You you people. had a practical. Yes, I yeah, had instead of the theory. And I actually used her for like a lot of homework assignments. Yeah. All oh, back. Yeah. You got yeah, a, so you got A's. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah. I think at one point one of my teachers was like Oh, would you have your mom come in? I was like, no, no, no. Cause she cussed like a sailor. I was like, nah, I'm good. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> I don't want to be embarrassed. Uh, I already have a boyfriend in here. That embarrassed me. Yeah. I don't need this anymore. I don't need her in here. But <laughs> they was like, but your mom has an interesting story. And I said, like, yes, but I, I used her a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, when it came to, you know, the classes, because she, she, she knew stuff, mm-hmm. especially right. like with the streets of Fort Pierce, because she
0: grew up here, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she knew everything. So mm. I definitely used her like. As so a you had like this really unique perspective. Yeah. That you could bring to the table, which yeah. is the unique. inside scoop. Yeah. The yeah. Inside scoop. Yeah.
1: And, and, and it actually benef- benefited me a lot. Like when we started talking like those conversations about addicts and right. also Because, you know, some people are very. um, What's the word I'm looking for?
0: One-sided?
1: One-sided about it. Don't quite understand the whole dynamics of it. Yeah. They think people who are too does are just people who, who are horrible. Like they're losers or yeah. terrible. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But they yeah. you don't realize people have, like, trauma. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. some of them use the drugs as an escape. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I was able to develop a compassion about it, like understanding, empathy for it. Right. Mm-hmm. Because of my mom, because I knew what she... And you needed. lived it. And I lived it. Yeah. So... I could bring in my perspective in the conversation and tell them that's not quite what it was. Mm. Yeah. Some people actually go through things and they use it as a scapegoat. Yeah. Some people use it because maybe it's just there. Yeah. Like it's, it's different ways to that. It's not all one way. Right. So she ended up, ended up being like a, a benefiting thing for me. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So so now that you're getting into criminal justice, you're understanding, um, the dynamics of it, you see how it affects you as an individual, Mm -hmm. how it affects everything. Um, what are you? What, what is your progression now in the criminal justice program? Um, um, and, and then what eventually happens after you complete it? Because you did complete it, correct? Right? Yeah, I did. I yeah. graduated.
0: Thank so God, you, barely. but, yeah, but yeah, I <laughs> did <it. laughs> Why?
1: Why barely? You said barely. You were doing good in these classes. I was doing good in these classes, but my last class, my capstone class, and you already know the story. Mm-hmm. My capstone class was hard. <laughs> okay,
2: what was your capstone class? What was tell us about? Tell us that story. The
1: capstone class is a research class. Uh huh. And you either had to do, like, a, well, you had to do a research paper. And it could be um, quantitative or qualitative and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. But the lady that taught it was, like, from London. Mm. So she was, like, a researcher. She was strict. And she was mean. Oh, my God. <laughs> I ain't going to say no names. We I won't I'm, mention no names. I, I, th- <laughs> I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I think you, I do know you who. Oh, you know, because I'm going to tell you. Listen. I know who you're talking about. That lady had us going, you know. And then... um. Even though my paper, I did my paper on like illegal downloading because that was something I was doing. Illegal play. what? I'm sorry. Downloading. Oh, illegal. Because <laughs> that's what she was doing. at the time. I wasn't paying for music. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> don't don't come for me, FBI. I know y'all listening. Um, but you don't do that anymore. I don't do it anymore. Yeah, right. Right.
0: What
2: what is it called? The the um, uh, oh my god! I Streaming. You can stream now. No, the, no. The the statute of limitation has run out. Yeah. So you're good. Oh, yeah, you're good to yeah, go. Good. Yeah. I'm not a lawyer, but I think that that that, that doesn't the statute of limitation is. Good. Yeah. So, so you're good. There are
0: worse. I think things out I hope.
1: Yeah, it is. Way I mean, worse. I put it out there. But when yeah. I was doing the paper, I learned that some people did get caught and had to pay some money. Really? Mm. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And then um, I <laughs> end up interviewing a class, like doing a survey. Mm. But, you know, through science, you, uh, we're, we're protected um, when we do surveys and stuff like that, like the legal parts of it. So I had to get approved from the school. I had to wow. get all that approved. and I had to get approved by the teacher. I was actually in music appreciation. I used that class mm-hmm. to survey, mm. and then he had to approve it, and then I had to do it. It was, it was a lot. And then the last night the paper was due, I couldn't find the submission button. Oh. And, and where you upload and submit. Uh-huh. And... It was past the deadline. Oh. I freaked out. I hyperventilated. My mom got scared. She thought I couldn't breathe. It was weird. Mm-hmm. Then I went to the lady. next day I cried. She's like, you have an A in the class. I'll just accept the paper. Because <laughs> I had emailed it to her. I was like, I couldn't find the button. She was like, it's okay, Erica, I'll accept the paper. And I was
0: like, oh, my God, thank you. <laughs> well, that's like your, you know, I get it because it's like your last It was assignment. the last
1: class. You worked
0: so hard. I
1: refused
0: to do this all because if you if you did not patch, you had to do it over again.
1: Yeah. I was like, I'm not doing this paper all over again. And you, I
0: mean, you went through so much. You did a quantitative study. Yeah. You did all these surveys. That's a lot of work. I had to go get approved. Like. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, she really, she really made us do it, like, actual researchers. Good. um, To the point where, like, you had to get, you had to get documents, mm-hmm. all this stuff. I'm like, just to hand out a 10-question survey? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, lady, come on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that class was hard, and I mm-hmm. refused to take it again. <laughs> <laughs> but refused. you did it. <laughs> I did it. Yeah. I did it. So now, um, I'm, I I didn't know what I wanted to do anymore. Okay. I, I so you
0: earn your bachelor's degree, and now you're just like, Okay. Yeah.
1: What okay. now? And then the Christian okay. job I had, I had to give up <laughs> because it was a work slave <laughs> job. Oh, that's right. And, and you're it was done like, with school now. You know, it's like you done with school. You kind of gotta go. And they hated to let me go. And they was trying to get me a full time, and it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. So I ended up working. I ended up searching and searching until I found a part time job. Still at the college.
2: Mm-hmm. Why? Why didn't go? Why didn't you go in to look for?
1: Excuse me. <coughs> a criminal justice job. that's what he's going. Question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why?
2: Why didn't you go into looking into a criminal justice career? I did. Oh, you did.
1: But at that time, it was mostly like law enforcement. Mm, okay. And I'm not the most physical person. I wasn't going through the academy. Mm-hmm. That was I, your
2: brother, right? Because he got all the all the sports. He gear. got
0: all the sports. <laughs> yeah, but also <laughs> law enforcement isn't for everybody. everybody. I mean, yes, I, it's not, true. That's not. I wouldn't. I mean, if I did, I would. I I, I wouldn't want
1: to be like on the f- in the field mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i would want to be like someone in the background you mm-hmm. know like the dead people part that's, that's what i yeah. wanted yeah crime um, scene investigator crime scene investigator <laughs> that yeah that's just what it is right? Yeah. yeah and at the time um i had an opportunity to work at a funeral home but you know i was like well why would i want to work there that's not gonna help me I mm-hmm. thought it wasn't gonna help me and then I found out you should have done it because you get you could still get crime scene if you worked at a funeral home
2: oh okay because oh, really you,
1: it's yes because you you handled the body mm-hmm. um oh. if you handled the body mm-hmm. you at least know how to handle um human remains that's 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 how they see it Okay. Human remains. Okay. Um,
2: so that you be able, you would have been able to g- gain that experience of being around bodies and doing yeah, that, and then to and that you
1: properly know how to handle human remains. Oh, okay. okay. But I didn't take it because I thought, like, why would I, how would that help me? I mm-hmm. didn't know at the time. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I ended up working at a call center instead. Okay. okay. And I and I didn't give I didn't give up my search. I I kept clicking though. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I did land a job in criminal justice. as case manager. Okay. And um, that was something. Tell us about that. It was hard. It was hard. I don't know how it was, <laughs> was difficult. Just uh, is what was what, it challenging? What was, was it? it? Uh-uh. It's it's the dynamic is you learn so much in the program. Yeah, but I think actually being in it is a whole new dynamic. There
2: there's a big difference, and I've seen it with the people that I worked with. I, I worked. uh, I took in a lot of interns. Yeah, and. Uh, there's a there's a big difference between the theory that you learn in the classroom and what actually happens yeah. on the field. So I think that's what you were alluding to. Yeah. So what were some of the things that you saw that that didn't prepare you for what really happens on the field? Emotions. Emotions. What do you mean by
1: that? Um, they tell you about the things you might hear and see. Mm-hmm. But actually hearing it and seeing it or dealing with it mm-hmm. is it's 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 a lot on the body. It's a lot on the body and the mind, mm-hmm. because we don't we don't realize as humans we take on other people's emotions. Mm-hmm. I know that saying like if you if someone around you comes and say they're tired, then you'll you'll start feeling tired too. You're 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 taking on people's emotions and and baggage yourself, not realizing that you're doing it because us as humans, we're compassionate to others. Yeah. Um, so when I was hearing these stories, I was feeling for these kids because I ended up being a case manager for a, a juvenile facility. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't making a lot of pay. It wasn't a lot. Um, and I, I ended up in, I ended up falling in love with those kids. I did. Um, but their stories was, were, were something. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I thought my story was tough, but these kids were really going through it. Mm-hmm. You know, just to share like a few of them, like one kid, he was selling drugs cause he wanted to help his mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got caught mm-hmm. selling it at school mm-hmm. and you know. She was like, "Miss, I just want to help my mom." Mm-hmm. Versus some, um, you know, like one kid, he had a really bad relationship with his his father, So it turned physical. to mm. so like, you know, I, I was, and he he cried about it. Mm. And you interviewing these these kids, and it's hard not to cry and be like so formal with them. Yeah, but that's what I was dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it, it it took me back. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually had to apply what I learned but i was learning so much more
2: mm-hmm. on your, on a personal level um because now everything kind of like meshes together right mm-hmm. you you're beginning to to apply what the, the lessons that you learn as a child and and that tra- that trajectory to not being able to use those lessons into your professional life yeah and so i want to kind of like go back a little bit into what the what you what are you going through as an individual, working now, mm-hmm. uh, being more self reliant, being mature about your life, being able to integrate lessons? What's happening with Erica at this stage in life, personally?
1: Personally, I was just going with the flow. Okay, but I wasn't setting any more goals for myself. Mm-hmm. I wasn't doing any goals. Um, um, I was. Th- I think I started. I don't know if I could label it as that at this point, but I guess it was like depression. Okay. I think it was depression because I found myself being comforted by eating and I gained all this weight. Mm -hmm. And then um, I didn't have like no other outlet. Mm -hmm. So everything became redundant. So I just do work and home, work Mm -hmm. and home. Mm -hmm. Um, Doing with my grandmother. Mm -hmm. And then... What what do you mean the same situation was still happening? The same. Because now... Um, I was making money, but I wasn't making money. Mm-hmm. so um, she thought I should contribute more, mm-hmm. but at the same time i I didn't have it right and it, it, it and that caused another strain mm-hmm. um, and my mom's still playing the middle person, yeah, and then I have to deal with that and then go to work, mm-hmm. and here I am dealing with these kids and their problems, yeah. yeah, so it was a lot, and then i I didn't have like an escape. So I just kept it became redundant. Mm-hmm. But then I end up, I did find an escape. I end up really flooding on oh my god grandmother. I, I cause she, she, you know, she would like, say, anytime you want to just come and rest, you you come over, and I did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I also like talked to her about everything, mm-hmm. and then I just rest, like mm-hmm. I slept like yeah. a lot. Yeah. But I end up that that job was so demanding. I End up taking work home, bringing work back, like mm-hmm. it was. It took up most of my time, so I didn't. I didn't plan no more goals for myself. I didn't have any, you know, you know. And I, I just became very depressed.
2: In in the previous part, you talked about feeling like a failure. Yeah. And um, I'm sure that one of your objectives was to be live, move away from that environment. And
1: I never did.
2: And you and you weren't able to. Did those feelings affect your 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 depressive state? Did, I, did It I, did. I, so tell me how how were you able to navigate through all that? Because I could, I don't understand, you know, being a high achieve achiever in high school, mm-hmm. um, not really getting to the school that you wanted to because the stupidity of standardized tests. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry yeah. that I say that. Um, it's true. It's true. <laughs> it's true. You know, <laughs> so true. um, and then not having like the not not being given enough options to see that there are other opportunities out there that you could pursue to maximize your potential and then now you're here it's like i did something but this is just not it it wasn't and how did i make that that's the stage that i'm cons- that i'm
1: i cried a lot you cried a lot okay i cried a lot um and i wish my god she, she she'll tell you bless the dad she'll tell you she's like you are very like frustrated you're very depressed Mm -hmm. and i i used her as my you know the person to talk (coughs) to but i cried a lot Mm -hmm. a lot um and then at the job at the time started to become more tasking because a situation happened where i had a lot of kids from orlando Mm -hmm. and they had an easy judge and the jpo i worked with for them he was amazing but he got a promotion Mm. So he left mm. and I got this new JPO did know she was new. So we're both learning together. Mm. Mm. And then the judge changed. So that now I went from a judge that's just to sign these kids to go out to, Oh, and she's actually looking at everything. And at the time, um, and it still is cause this, this, this actually going to help me back later on in life with my mom. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, you could work off community hours. Um, pay off your court debts mm-hmm. oh. um some kids could do like half and do the rest when they get out like in tights and teens or something like that okay she wanted all their all their hours done in the facility mm. like she oh. was tough right and it, it went to even my kids just like, if you, you need you need your four mom you need this <laughs> miss eric i'm trying because she was bouncing back all of my paperwork like crazy mm-hmm. so work became very tough yeah, and I couldn't take it anymore. Okay, and it was only because of the paperwork. It wasn't the kids. Mm-hmm. I miss. I ended up missing those boys. I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't the kids. It was solely the paperwork. It was
2: the bureaucracy of it all. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And then I remember I can't take it, so I started looking for another job, mm-hmm. and I got hired at a um a addiction place mm-hmm. here in Fort Pierce, it was closer to home. Yeah, so I took it, not knowing all the the things that come about it with mm-hmm. it. But I took it and I left the facility in Okeechobee. Okay, mm. and um, I got to that place and ended up losing it. Mm. I was only there for like a week and a half, because of a driving test. Wasn't that I couldn't drive? I did too many maneuvers. Too many maneuvers. <laughs> <laughs> too
0: many maneuvers. You had to pr- wait. You had to prove that you could drive to this new job. Well, you had to transport
1: the. The oh, people gotcha. who who okay. had addictions to ah. like their meetings and stuff, okay, I understand. And like okay. this big luxury like um van, it was okay. th- this place. The people that, that went there had like a little money, oh, okay. <laughs> like their house was on the by the water uh, and yeah. whatnot. Okay, okay, okay. But I don't think I would have been good at that job because my my first couple nights a girl escaped. Oh, okay, mommy. So uh, <clears throat> that was a different demographic than what you were accustomed. And what wh-
2: wh- what did you see when it came to those two differences? Because there's the there's 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 different parallels when it comes to working with those kids from Orlando, which mm-hmm. are probably more than the likely less affluent, less less capable. The wa- kids
1: they wanted to get out of that facility, mm-hmm. so they did what they had to do, mm-hmm. even if they did it, you know, in in an anger way. Mm-hmm. They work with you to try to get it done, mm-hmm. and I can at least say this: the kids want to get out, so they did what they had to do. But yeah. when it came to the people that's battling addictions. It's harder. Yeah. Mm. And again, I went back to my mother (laughs) to ask, okay, so this is what's going on at this facility. What would you think about this? So she'll tell me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember at the facility, a lady didn't want to let them have cigarettes. And when you're about an addiction, you're giving up one thing, but you kind of need something else to- To replace it. Yeah. 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 And I know cigarettes is not the best solution, but like my mom said, you got to give them something. Better than drugs. Yeah. Yeah. You got to give them something. She said, she can't do that. I was like, I know. Yeah, but she she was. Um, so it w- it was harder, it it was different for me, and then mm-hmm. like, I didn't like it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't like it, and then maybe because I wasn't ready for it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was too soon. It yeah. was too soon. The yeah, dynamic. W- I w- yeah. I went from going with kids and motivating them and and people that was trying to work to better themselves to people you ha- that really was challenging themselves but mm-hmm. not really putting the full foot forward effort yeah yeah, yeah. and then they had some stories too mm-hmm. because again these are women who went through things it was a women okay. these are women who went through things like sexual assault or or, or um domestic abuse whatever mm-hmm. so they're using these things to cope yeah and i and i and i understand but they you know they're still like hurting their families yeah with what they were doing yeah yeah so the dynamic shifted and then the responsibility shifted and yeah. And I thought I was going to be good at that job, but then I was like, maybe God took me out of there for a reason mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because he, he literally failed me for doing too many backup remo- removers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, huh? Yeah. So then what led after that? Yeah, what what, what after was the that? next projection after that? No. Failure.
2: Failure. Failure. What do you mean?
1: I, I couldn't bounce back. Mm. I, I couldn't bounce back and I couldn't get employed. Mm-hmm. And I was home, almost, what, a whole almost a whole year, mm-hmm. mm. almost a whole year. And at the same and at this time, I had a brand new car, mm-hmm. and I couldn't afford the car payment. Mm. Mm-hmm. And my mom was also struggling to find a job, and my case manager stuff came in handy mm-hmm. to get her another job because my mom, you know, she got clearance which is um. Your charges, your charges are there, but she, like you you get some of your freedoms back. Mm-hmm. And, um, she had that. And even though, cause she was let go from her job mm-hmm. at the hospital. Um, and even though she worked in medical fields before or medical, op, um, buildings, all cause of this new law that passed, you have to have like a certain document saying you can work in a healthcare facility. mm mm-hmm. So we had to get her paperwork together. Yeah. And this is why I came here and she needed me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) How how, how did it
2: feel that the roles were
1: reversed? It felt good. But it felt good that I had to help her understand it too. Okay. Because she's like, I don't understand. I worked in like several nursing homes and several hospitals. All of a sudden I can't do it no more. It's because of this new law that passed. And I said, oh, mom, this happened at the facility too. Yeah. Yeah. Like she had court fees she had to pay. My Mm -hmm. brother ended up helping her with that Mm because I didn't have a job. Mm -hmm. We were both jobless. And my grandmother sat to say was the one helping us with the payments, like the okay. car payment mm. um so how, how, let me uh, let
2: me stop you right there for a second. How did that feel? Because here you have a contentious mm. relationship with grandma, and now you're you're, you're, you're going through her. it, and you have to swallow your pride mm. to have this <laughs> lady that is praises you on one hand but then slaps you on another. Yes, how did that go? How did that make you feel That's <sighs> interesting.
1: I remember when they told me they had to let me go from the job, and I remember crying so hard. And my mom was, didn't have a job, so mm-hmm. she couldn't help me. Mm-hmm. And my grandma called, and she was just like, "I will help you, grandma got it, don't worry." And she did, mm-hmm. but I just didn't want her help. Correct yeah. I didn't. I I didn't want to have to owe her anything. Mm-hmm. My whole thing is, I just I really wanted to escape her. Like she has her good aspects. She do. She's she's a loving grandmother. She she you know she. She she will take care of her family mm-hmm. when she have to. Mm-hmm. But she has this this attitude about ways in, in life. Mm-hmm. Like you owe her something or yeah. or um it's by way or the highway. She's not open to any like other other um perspectives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why we clashed mm-hmm. and to swallow that and let her help me, I had to. Yeah, because I didn't. I didn't want to lose my car. Uh-huh. That was my only form of transportation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I had to. Yeah. But then I ended up helping my mom get a job, and my mom took on the responsibility to help me with my car payment. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, it it felt a lot. It felt a little bit better, but it wasn't enough. Mm-hmm.
2: So you you spent a year
1: in the state of failure
2: of of failure what wh- why do you categorize it as
1: such because <coughs> i felt that way mm-hmm. i i felt that way i was home i was applying for jobs left and right i was a night owl so i slept throughout the day and i applied for jobs at night mm-hmm. and i wasn't getting like like no response no responses yeah And it was it was like the, the the feeling i had looking for college all over again yeah. but 10 times full Cause now i got this 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 black cloud of this car payment on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Financial and pressure. Yeah. The yep. financial pressure. Right. And then I feel like I am like, well, one, I didn't want to get help from my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when it was on my mom, I felt like I was just a burden to her. Mm-hmm. And, um,
0: and you still have that, um, perspective of you want to get out of that house. You want to be away from, you know, you want to be yeah. independent. Fully I independent. wanted to, I wanted to be fully independent.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but the darkness at that time became way worse to the point where I was, I contemplated even why I existed. Mm, okay. And I, it was, it, it was hard. It was hard. It was a hard pill to swallow. Mm. Um, especially when you're like calling these places. And I, I even applied to places like I, I was, I felt like I was maybe even overqualified for it. So I had all these experience in offices and, you know, and I had a degree, mm-hmm. but I'm applying for places all you need is a high school diploma mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, the pay wasn't that great, but I just needed a job. I just really want to not be a burden on my mother. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't getting any callbacks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm.
2: You you mentioned that, that darkness, right? That place where you even questioning whether or not you should exist. Yeah. Can you elaborate more on that?
1: Um, I didn't overcome it right away. Okay, I was I, I think I was to the point where I was about to do it. Mm.
2: Wow. Um, and you're talking about suicide. Yeah. Okay.
1: But I I I can admit that now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I didn't want to admit it to no one then, and I still don't tell like doctors and stuff because I don't want to be labeled as mentally unstable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but at the time, you know. So before my mom took over with helping me, Mm -hmm. me and my grandmother still clashed Mm -hmm. to the point where I remember talking to my sister and I was like, I don't want her (coughs) help anymore. And she was, my sister just basically told me, you know, it's getting to the point where you might not have her help Mm because we were already arguing and a final blow up happened and then she finally told me, I'm not helping you no more. Okay. Mm -hmm. But at that time, my mom got her job just in time to where she took over Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then my grandma see me sleeping all day. She don't think I'm working at getting a job. Yeah. So she's putting things in like my mom's ear. Mm-hmm. And yeah. my mom started saying some things. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I feel like, damn, why am I here? Yeah. I felt like, like, yeah. like just not worth it. Mm-hmm. I accomplished so much and then I, I don't have nothing. Mm-hmm. Then I have this car that's, you know, everyone's arguing about. Mm-hmm. There was days I drove to like the bank, just thought about driving it over. Taking taking me in this car with it because that was the main source of the problem. Yeah, th- because it was this car payment, mm-hmm. and here I am. I'm not financially stable. I, I can't get nothing done. I stopped talking to my friends. Like I, I really just I started to scale back. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, towards like a midpoint, I start getting into like um uplifting music. Okay, you know, trying to listen to 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 help myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have a friend that I met online, um, and this is before this, but because she wasn't close and she was just a person that I can talk to, mm-hmm. She was like my newest scapegoat, besides my god grandmother.
2: Yeah, she was uh, a, a away from the situation, so she was able to. It was a different perspective. It was a different perspective. Because yeah. like
1: my friends, you know, they know your mom, and know your grandma, so they try to understand it from all perspective. And then mm-hmm. you, yeah. So I wanted like someone who didn't quite know them, and you know, with with her, um, and I can shout her out. Her name is Jamie Parks. I love her. <laughs> um, you know, she uh, she helped me. Understanding it's okay to feel that way. Yeah. Um. But her main thing was just don't hurt hurt yourself. Yeah. You know okay. this like this will pass. Yeah. Um. So I talked to her, and then like you know, and I'm not saying my other friends didn't pitch in. They did. They was trying to. You know, I just wasn't talking to them. Mm-hmm. I it was you isolated fault. yourself. Yeah, I isolated myself yeah. Yeah. from them and even, and you know they checked on me and everything but I was just like yeah I was lying. I was like mm-hmm. yeah I'm fine, you know. I'm just I'm just still looking.
0: But it's I, it interesting cuz this is you know where we're going to be going soon cuz we talk mm-hmm. about that. But um but continue. It's yeah. just
1: I I I, I lied. I, I you know and my mom she sent something. Yeah. But she didn't quite say it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She didn't quite say it. Mm-hmm. So um to to overcome that, you know, I I used my friend to this day she knows i appreciate her for that i used jamie as an escape to talk mm-hmm. and then i started standing some some a new thing you know mm-hmm. bts because they yes. music they music you know even though it's in another language it was talking about what i was going through bts okay, screw oh. me on that I don't um, know. Um, <laughs> so he K- doesn't know about this it's a
0: k-pop <laughs> group and their name uh, is uh,
2: okay <laughs> What's K-pop?
0: <laughs> he knows. <laughs> he knows nothing about this. And, really? And You're honestly, until I knew, until I met Erica, I was introduced to this. I'm like, what? What is yeah. this?
2: Am I? Am I? Am I like dating myself here? You're I don't know what K-pop yourself.
0: is. Dating yourself. You're dating yourself. Tell, tell them. Actually, about no. You. You. You heard K-pop Gundam style.
1: Oh, that's. Oh, yeah. that's, Oh, yes, okay. That so, is actually that. So yeah. just help beat. Yeah, but with BTS, their topics it was kind of like Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga uh-huh. kind of talked about loving yourself mm-hmm. okay which is something i also struggle with mm. but theirs was loving yourself and handling depression oh okay mm-hmm. and i really liked the message of that so i i got involved in it and then there was a whole community with it like a k-pop community mm. and i met all these new people and you know the people that went through like the same things i was going through and it, the ages are, are uh-huh. is vast. Yeah.
2: Well, hashtag K-pop. That's okay. Yeah. I learn something new every day. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So you yeah.
1: you you talk to like uh, teenagers. I talk to single parents. I talk mm-hmm. to people who are married, mm-hmm. and I talk to a whole like a lot of older women. Mm-hmm. And you know we all connected, and because the stories and the music was about. You know feeling like you're a failure but you're not a failure or having society f- make you feel like you should be like this because mm-hmm. I had friends who were just like prospering I'm not jealous of them or anything but I'm like damn where is my where's my blessing yeah. yeah I honestly <coughs> felt like God forgot about me and that's uh-huh. why I questioned my existence mm-hmm. um people was thriving here I am I, I wasn't getting nothing I wasn't doing anything so their music helped me cope mm.
2: let me you touch on something that is very interesting right that that idea of comparisons. Oh, it was bad. Right. Tell me from your standpoint, how did you live through that? And and so you see people succeeding or, mm-hmm. or, or uh, you know, being prosperous. You work just as hard. Yeah. You know, how did you make sense of that? I mean, you're questioning God. You're questioning yeah. all these things. How did you make sense of this?
1: You know, I, at the time, I was so dark. I don't think I... I don't think I dealt with that. I was too busy comparing myself. I was too busy mm. like, oh, this person buying a house, this person starting a family. Well, I never really want marriage or kids. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I, I was just seeing like, they get in the house and I never even got my first apartment. Mm. Like, I, it was, it was, it was like that. And, and I really felt, and I say between like seeing that and then not getting what I got, I was like, I'm really not doing anything with myself. I really felt like, and that's where the whole question, I, I felt like, at this point, what is my purpose to be here? If mm-hmm. I'm not succeeding in anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, when, what I did was, um, I started scaling back from social media. Mm-hmm. So that's, that was part of my isolation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I would only use it to talk to Jamie cause she was out of state. So we, we yeah. could talk on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she would flood me with, with stuff to keep me positive. She wasn't into K-pop, but okay. she, she, if she see anything, she'll send it to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. um, and then, like, that was the only way I could deal with it is not look at other people. It's, and it's not that I was jealous of them or, no, no. or anything like that. I was happy for my friends. I was happy for everybody that was succeeding.
0: I just felt like it wasn't fair. I felt like, I where's my blessing? Yeah. But you went through school. You graduated. You were college-educated. I worked really hard. worked hard. Yeah. And now here you here are. Here I, I am. I'm
1: not getting nothing. Yeah. And right. I And I felt like, well, God, what did I do wrong? And I thought... You know, it went back to God would show you that slow, that saying my grandma would say. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe that's why I was feeling so bad because mm-hmm. it was with her. Yeah, because you were
2: honoring your elders or yeah. your, your parents mm-hmm. because of yeah. that. So you felt that that was your punishment.
1: Yeah. Um, but the turnaround was, you know, um, I was watching um, <laughs> I was watching this anime, uh-huh. and the girl, she had like her whole life in the anime. It's mm-hmm. called Death Parade, by the way, and um, hashtag Death hashtag Parade. Hashtag Death Parade. And in the anime, she was a figure skater, but she hurt her, her leg to mm. where she can't skate no more. That was her whole oh life gold, oh yeah. wow. so she killed herself. Mm. And um, in the in the anime, it teaches you how to judge people um in their worst state, the to re- the to, fi- to figure out if they go to heaven or hell or in the, in the anime reincarnation of void. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um the guy gives her something to go back in time to decide if she want to relive that moment and or change her perspective mm-hmm. or deal with her consequences mm. in in the in the anime he show her her mom crying for her
0: mm. oh wow and
1: um, it kind of put things in perspective like even though you feel like you're not important you are important to somebody, yeah. Mm. And at the same time, my mom was writing me like these inspirational quotes and stuff, wow. and these little notes to make me feel like I was important. I actually have one of her notes. I keep in my wallet. Oh, mm. nice. To this day, I always read that when I'm having like a bad day, mm-hmm. or when I feel like I'm not succeeding in something. I read her note, mm. and it's basically saying, "God I didn't forget about you. Your day will come." And in the anime, she chooses to live with her consequences, but she realizes. I was important to somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, and I feel like that's the same with me. I'm important to my mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm important to my family. Mm-hmm. And then I really started.
2: Do you feel even like that with your grandma? Do you feel like you're important to her?
1: I'm important to her, but I just feel like our relationship will never be the same. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or never where it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I started seeing some light. Okay. After that, um, I ended up getting a job at the college part-time mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <Jessie>. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't let her go <laughs> um so I ended up oh my god and they was actually He was actually the first call I, I went for a different job uh-huh. um I was like oh but I didn't want to go back at first mm-hmm. I to be honest with you with that I didn't want to go back because I felt like they didn't want me the first time mm-hmm. um so I, I wasn't gonna go but my mom was like "Listen." oh you
0: mean because you she, cause Erica applied for a, a full-time position yeah. mm-hmm. and unfortunately she did not get that. Not because we didn't think she was amazing, obviously, yeah. but because we needed some skills that she didn't <laughs> have. Yeah. And oh, okay. so we were like, okay. but I remember, um,
2: but it was like graphic design and things yeah, it was that like nature. that It yeah, was yeah, a yeah, lot yeah, of yeah, stuff, yeah, I mean, yeah. you
0: know, and, yeah. um, and uh, just to put the, the, the scenario out there just to, so then I remember Erica left and I just was like. Oh my God, <laughs> I need this girl in my life. Like, I don't know what she just did to me, but I like I'm changed forever. <laughs> like as an as some it, it was just this very strange, strange feeling. And um, I wasn't the only one because you know we did we yeah, had a it panel. Was a, it was a panel. And um I remember um I think Brenda was on that. It was um, Brenda and Evan. Shout out to Brenda yeah. Ranty, Dr. Ranty. Yeah. And um we were just like, oh, what what is it with this? She's special. Mm -hmm. And so we formulated this plan where we were like, we don't know if she'll take it, but cause it's part time and Mm -hmm. really what she needed, but it gets her a foot on the door. door. Yeah. Yeah. And so I called her back and I offered her a part time position in our area. (coughs) Yeah. And, um, she, she took, thank God she took it. Yeah. You're and right. it changed our area. Well, our my division. mom was like,
1: yeah. And it was just like how you explain. My mom was like, well, it'll get your foot in the door to something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, you know so, what, you're right. Well,
2: let me ask you this. Cause, cause you know, you, you're, you, 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 you move forward. You comp. you, you know, you work professionally in the field that you chose to, mm-hmm. that didn't work out. So you feel like it took a step back. Now you got to take another step back. Starting over again in mm-hmm. something like part time like you were backing at the beginning of your college career, yeah, how do you feel about all that? starting uh, over again
1: it was still it was it was still a struggle um I took it at the time because I needed something mm-hmm. I needed something I wanted to lift something something that burden off my mom mhm. Cause my car payment wasn't low. It's like, it's like $400 a month. Mm-hmm. And I was taking like half her check. I was like, I have to do something.
2: Yeah. Um, and, and to put it in perspective, right? Cause mm-hmm. a lot of people say, well, why don't you take public transportation and things like that? We live in Florida. This is Florida. <laughs> um, transportation on here sucks, so it's not like you have access to a bus. You know, every it's fifteen. Not like t- the city. It's yeah. not like a there's city. there's no subway. There's no subways. There are no. There's no mass transit. And we do so
0: have transportation, but it's just not the same. It's not the same. It's not, not the same. Yeah. And
2: and for you to move around from place to place, you need a car. You
1: need a car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Before I, when I didn't have a car, I used to walk or get dropped off at the college mm-hmm. because I didn't get a car to college. And that walk is almost a, an hour plus. Yeah. Yeah. From where I stayed to the college yeah. it was it was, and I used to have and I used to have to carry books, so it was a heavy backpack. Mm-hmm. Or the security mm-hmm. people were so used to me, they used to drop. I used to get dropped off at six a.m. and sleep in the R building. Mm.
0: Oh wow.
1: They used to <laughs> let me. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how important the car was. So now I. I refused to like lose it. Mm-hmm. so I took the job, mm-hmm. you know, and I ended up loving it. I ended up loving it. And I ended up learning a lot, mm-hmm. like a lot, um, in a different perspective of things. And I felt like, you know, I'm getting a little bit better, but it was still hard. Mm-hmm. Um, one, I never left the house. I never went off to college. I never got my own place. And my grandmother and I are still at a clash. Yeah. Um, but you know, I am learning better to challenge my anger. Mm-hmm. Um, at this time, um, talking with my mom and her giving me all these spiritual quotes and all that, um, it kind of helped. But at the same time, I was still kind of angry, like yeah. at God, because I feel yeah. like you know I did all this and yeah, I'm still here. Uh, tell me about that. You're angry, angry at God.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like what? What? What's? Give me the context of that. Um. What was your expectation towards God and why you're angry towards whatever the, how how are you, how would people define it? Like, what are you angry? What is it? I guess you have to define it first, right? What is your definition of God?
1: (laughs) You know, God is our protector, you know, um, and God will help you work through your problems and God will provide. Mm -hmm. But you know, they're saying he only come when he's ready. Mm. Not when you want. That's kind of selfish, isn't it? Yeah, you know, but <laughs> it 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 make it it it, it makes sense. And I'm not a, a huge like spiritual person, but I remember at the time my faith was just questioned because mm-hmm. I was like, at this point, you know, if I'm not getting anything, like, what's what's being done? So, um, I guess I was just more angry at the fact that I wasn't getting anything. Yeah, and. You know, and I was asking him. I was like, "What did I do so wrong?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was my question. That what did question. I do so wrong? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. So now, since we're getting towards the end, and we're going to get into our reflection about your life and all yeah. that beautiful stuff, um, where are you now? Mm-hmm. Personally,
1: I am learning to love myself still. Okay, but I love who I am because I'm a growing individual. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to grow mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. Um, where where are you growing to? Like, what's the what's the target? Just accepting myself fully. Okay, accepting my what and and that's not easy to say because even as as humans we we always find fault in ourselves. Mm-hmm. But I'm a huge self doubter because of the failure I went through. Mm-hmm. So now and now I'm at the point where I'm learning to say, "You did that." Well, mm-hmm. you accomplished that. Oh yeah, give yourself credit. Give yeah. myself some credit. Mm-hmm.
2: Let me tell uh, you are um, one of the few interviewers, right, that we've done. We haven't, we haven't done many, but um, that uses the word failure quite a bit. Oh, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Um, I use that word of myself a lot, and everybody mm-hmm. that really is close to me, they know. I mean, Mike, uh, a, a friend of mine, is like. You are horrible to yourself. You know. So he tells me that all the time. And he's like, you just just chill out. You yeah. know. Um tell me why why that stuck with you.
1: I don't mainly because in my eye I wasn't successful. mm mm-hmm mainly because I didn't reach the successes that I wanted. Like I didn't I didn't get my own place. Or okay. um I didn't get the, the the dream job that I wanted or I didn't get the the um you know just just things that but you know the problem with that was the the way I was managing or saying what success was was mostly material things. Mm. Measuring and it. Yeah the, the measuring of yeah. yeah like it was mostly material. Like instead of realizing that you know you wake up every day you breathe yeah you're health you're healthy to an extent you mm-hmm. know like you and and you have things you have a roof over your head you mm-hmm. you, you have food you have clothes you have a family mm-hmm. um but um at that time I I didn't see that and I'm learning to 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 be grateful for that you
2: so now that we talked about your individual um progression let's talk about professional where are you professionally now
1: professionally i work um at the boys and girls club oh okay um and uh i work with kids i'm back with kids Uh i'm back with kids (laughs) um and i love the kids Mm -hmm. i do um and a lot of the skills i learned in criminal justice is still applied at this job. Mm-hmm. So I'm still using what I learned with my degree at this job. Mm-hmm. Cause there's things like when DCF get involved mm-hmm. or, or like the things I learned with human services, like mm-hmm. you, you're dealing with kids with, you know, different backgrounds mm-hmm. and I'm able to apply that behaviors. Yeah. Um, my paperwork side paperwork. Mm-hmm. So I'm still using what I have at this job mm-hmm. and I love the kids. I love the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I call them my kids because they technically are. Yeah. Um, there, there is there is a running joke that's a one one little girl is like my daughter. Oh, yes, because she gravitated she gravitated to yeah. me as soon as I got there. Aww. I have a
2: lot of those. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, like you have like a yeah. and then you know and it's funny because. That this a joke among my family and friends because I, I never wanted kids, mm-hmm. but like you always in a job with, like kids. That's funny. So it's funny that you don't want kids, but God keep placing you in jobs with kids. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That is pretty hilarious. Yeah, so <laughs> in that's your face, I'm, Erica. Yeah, every day. So that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. And um, I I like I like the kids, so I I enjoy it. I enjoy it.
2: So the interesting thing is like th- think about it. You are professionally right now. You're using. All the skills that you get you learn mm-hmm. when Miss Hill, I think it was that you said Miss Hall. Yeah. Hall, yeah, right, all those skills that you learn there and the different um the different people that helped you out with the leadership skills with the yeah. leadership skills, you learn all the stuff that you learn that you first go around at the college, yeah, right, you're using everything that you learn in school, yeah, right, in order to give back. To kids that were in your same position. Yeah. Which is pretty interesting how you connect those dots.
1: Yeah, it's a circle. So then, (laughs) now that you see
2: all that, right how do you feel to, about towards God? I mean, the trajectory led you to where you are right now. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about it when you look at it in that retrospective, putting all those connecting, all those dots and seeing all those things together?
1: Well, right now, like I said, I'm in a repairing phase Okay, and even repairing my relationship with God is one of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like I even asked for forgiveness. I apologize, you mm-hmm. know, cause I felt like, um, I doubted him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, and that's where I'm sorry to say I'm a lot. And that's where I'm at. Like, I feel like, I'm I'm still in the phase of just repair. Mm-hmm. And with him right now it's just you know I'm asking for forgiveness and to just re- rebuild that relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Same thing with, you know, you know me and my mother, you know. We connect more now now that you know I'm an adult and she apologized. Mm. My mom actually came to me. We we always have like these one-on-ones and we're just talking. And she apologized. She said, "You know what? I really did did you wrong in like high school. Mm. I did." She's, you know, she, and I remember when she told me she was sorry. I remember that Vivi was like watching movies Mm. and was talking about something, and it led to that. And then she said, "You know what? I really was kind of like a nasty you, and sorry about that." No, 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 you're fine. It's an adult show. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, I really was that with you in high school, and I apologized. Mm -hmm. She like you didn't deserve that, and Mm -hmm. you know, and she even apologized for not letting me do certain sports. Cause mm-hmm. I want to do like, it wasn't like hard sports, like softball or mm-hmm. bowling. And then the last one was weightlifting. Mm-hmm. She was like, but she's like, I'll part out of sports, but you want to do no weightlifting. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah. So, you know, me and her, we, we're really close right now. Okay. We're, she's, you know, she's, she's my hip, you know, and I, and I, and I, and I'm grateful to her. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you know, between her and my friend and my God grandmother, you know and he pulled me out that, that dark space mm-hmm. okay let me what about your dad how was that situation I right did I I tried over the years to to connect with him uh-huh. I even tried just recently because now I'm financially stable where I could go see him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the last call just wasn't well you know he kept making up all these excuses like mm-hmm. he was like uh, would we well, so you actually st- talk to him I did okay. I called him I reached oh. out to him oh. and I said hey you know how you feel if I you know travel to Jamaica mm. And um, I don't know. I can't remember. I think it was before the pandemic. It was before the pandemic. I'm financially stable. I was like, yeah. oh, I can go see you now. No. He was like, oh, no, it was a little bit after the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Was, we're still in it, but it wasn't as serious. Right. Because this was his excuse. We have a curfew. And I'm just like, okay, but I could still come. Yeah. You know, He was making up all these things. Mm. And it was funny because I knew people that was going to Jamaica like a month later. Yeah. So I felt like he wasn't really trying. Yeah. So I, you know, so now I'm to the point where it's just like, I love him because that's the man that, you know, helped get me here. Yeah. You know, I remember back in school, we used to call him sperm donors. Yeah. We still call <laughs> <But> him that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when you, when, because, because he was non-existent mm-hmm. and, yeah. I was, and I was an angry, an angry you know, child, yeah. you know, yeah. I remember
1: saying that. Mm-hmm. But now, um, you know, I love him. Good. I do. Okay. I love him, but I accept that.
2: That's how your relationship is going is, to be. It's,
1: that's how it's going to be. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: So now, like, like now we're getting into the the final part, right? Just kind of when we begin, we begin to wrap everything up, um, and I would call the the our reflection. But it's just kind of like looking back at your life and 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 different components that I think are very key mm-hmm. um, for our collective experience. You know. Um, and you mention a lot of things that are amazing to me on how you, how, maybe unconsciously, mm-hmm. the dots were connected to get you to where you are right now, um, because we f- we seldom get to reflect on all those things, right? Mm-hmm. So I first want to talk on uh, talk about separation, right? Uh, there's been many mo- moments in in your life in your story that you mentioned that you were alone, you were in those dark dark places. Sometimes
0: wanted, sometimes unwanted. Sometimes, sometimes yeah.
2: wanted, sometimes not wanted.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What are the major key lessons that you have learned from those moments of solitude?
1: Mm. To be honest, not be hard on yourself. To to not be hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. It it also helped me understand that you know there's a quote I live by. Um, when moon rise is your time. And it's from a BTS lyric. Mm-hmm. I should have a tattoo on my wrist. <laughs> and um, it helps me understand that you're going to go through that darkness. Mm-hmm. Everyone is. Yeah. Whether what their darkness is, you're going to have a moment in life where you need to accept it. Mm-hmm. Because it's going to happen. And it's something that makes you you. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, there will be a light. And when that light is there, you use that and you take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. So it helped me understand that I needed that to appreciate myself. Mm. That was my, that was my take from it.
2: So you're discovering yourself because of it all over again. Yeah.
1: All over again. Yeah. Okay. Like
0: a rebirth. Like a rebirth. Yeah.
2: So let me ask you this question, this follow up question to the separation part. When it was time to confront, uh, this situations, you know, with your dad, um, and this is psychological things. It's not just physical things. The confrontation, you're still dealing with your grandmother, um, you mentioned about how your relationship with your mother has improved leaps and bounds. Yeah. Um, but confronting things about your individual selves, like that, that idea that you're a failure, those things, what have you learned from that as well?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Confronting those things. Mm. What have I learned? <laughs> um, mm. Can I say I'm still learning? absolutely
0: <laughs> we I all are. That's the honest, I honestly, I think that that's the answer most people <laughs> would give to that because you never really stop learning. Yeah. I don't,
1: I feel like cause I'm still, <coughs> I don't know. I feel like cause I'm still rebuilding. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can give a full answer to that. I feel like i you know, at this, at this point in my life, because I went through those things and I'm trying to balance those things and realize where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. I'm still learning how to cope. I'm still learning the best way to handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not easy. Um. And and, and I and I do things like I, I listen to inspirational quotes or special speeches. I do that kind of thing. I'm I'm still learning ways to to scale back mm-hmm. to not get back to that moment.
0: Mm-hmm. And those are ways that you confront these things. You fill yeah. yourself with positive, um, energy. When you're yeah. ta- talking about quotes and positive music and things like th- that's that's a way of confronting. that was the way
1: that was the way of me confronting it and yeah. then like doing things that make me feel happy, simple things. Excellent. like Taking care of yourself. Yeah. And yeah. I get it, I got into makeup. Like I, I like, <laughs> I like makeup or, or um, I used to do like nail art, like those type of things. I really, I, I'm going back to being creative. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cause I, that's something I, I had stopped doing for a while. Yeah. Okay. But now I'm back there. I'm back being my creative self. Mm-hmm. Okay. And some people do not even realize like I'm that creative till they see it. Like I remember when we had the pandemic and I had, they put me in art. Mm. And I had to make videos for art. I remember the director was like, You're actually really good at this stuff. I was like, Yeah, I am. He was like, Were you into art? I was like, Yeah, in the past. And he was like, Huh, you ever thought about being like an art teacher? I'm like, No. No. Nah. Like, I can't teach
0: nobody else, but I can do it. You could do it, yes. And, and that, that, that's so funny because I've seen some of the stuff that you've done. Yeah. And you're very creative, like yeah. for Halloween and things like that, yeah. which is yeah. crazy.
1: Yeah. People was like, I didn't know, you know, like, and it's like, well, Who did your makeup? I did. Yeah. yeah. Like I I I went to doing things that I end up loving again. Mm-hmm. Um, I end up becoming more of a kid. Mm. I I'm I'm learning to love myself because I realized as a kid I kind of grew up a lot because yeah. I seen things. You seen so much. I seen so much. Not saying I didn't have a, a I didn't have a good childhood. I had a great childhood you know i just saw a lot of things and i realized it, i didn't realize at the time it was traumatic yeah. but it was yeah. uh-huh. and i took on more than what i should have as a kid yeah so now i'm back being goofy yeah i'm back being like silly doing kid like things mm-hmm. and i even have my mom say you need to grow up like i am grown <laughs> but i you know i'm you're more of losing my, that I, i'm i'm more of a, you know a,
0: yeah. a, a, you're connected a, to
1: yeah i'm more kid adult yeah
0: you,
2: you know that actually leads me into the integration <laughs> part exactly. right yeah. because yeah. the integration is you go through all these things and, and there's things that you incorporate that you integrate into your life, yeah. you know, and that childlike idea of creativity, yeah. uh, of being able to do things just that that impulse to create something, it's, yeah. it's one of the things that you've learned yeah. that subconsciously doesn't really like, you know, you don't think that it's like that, but that's part of the rebirth. It, yeah. It's yeah. the idea of being or having a space to be creative. Mm-hmm. You know, it may seem insignificant to people because, again, we're measuring things only primarily on financial gain. But just to be creative, just for the sake of being creative, yeah. obviously something that brings you joy. Yeah, it does. So, in addition to that, what else? What else do you feel that you have incorporated and integrated into your life now, after going after going through your quest up to this point?
1: Um, I'm learning to um not question myself, the mm-hmm. self doubt thing. Um, and it, and I really learned that because someone else on the outside told me, I can see that you have that. And he's like, you're holding yourself back. Mm. He's like, you have all the skills to be a good leader, but you hold yourself back. Mm-hmm. And once he told me that, I was like, you know what? You're right. So now I'm at the process of where I'm learning to recognize all the good that I do. Mm-hmm. I'm learning to kind of push myself a little bit to learn new things.
0: Um and again, I'm back being kid. Yeah. I do kid like things. I love it. I love it when we go through this ski R process because it's it's crazy how when we talk about these things we end up you end up going to the next um mm-hmm. the topic that we're gonna talk about. Yeah. <laughs> because basically what you're saying is that you have developed this level of or you're developing because I think we're always developing, constant, right? We're always yeah. in flux, that you're becoming aware of these these behaviors, behaviors that I had, had yeah. that, that are negative for you that yeah. you that you are aware of yeah and so talk to us about that like being that awareness you know and how that's helping you to grow and it's helping me a lot it helped me a lot is it is it helping you with your confidence yeah it is okay it is
1: and then, um, I'm doing things to better myself. Like mm-hmm. now I'm, I, um, I have a friend who mom's a trainer. I met with her to work on my physical. So now mm-hmm. my physical is better. It is, it proved a lot. Nice. Um, um, mentally, you know, I do things, you know, I talk to myself. I know that sounds bad, but like I talk to myself. You like, know, That's a sign of genius. Someone else said that. Yes, it is. Someone else said that. <laughs> <Omar> <laughs> I don't talks to himself all the time. But I'm not a
2: genius, though. I'm, I'm never a, saying I'm not, crazy. But. I'm
1: not a genius, <laughs> even though I, I had a I had one of my ex boyfriends told me he's like, you know, I believe you're like super smart, but you don't want to admit it that you're super <laughs> smart because it's the, it's a weird way how you always answer things. Like mm-hmm. he used to give me all these quizzes, mm-hmm. and he's like, how you know all this stuff? He's like, but you, I don't think I'm a genius. But um, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I at this point. I'm just I'm just going with the flow of, of life and living through things and mm-hmm. I'm wanting to appreciate and and I think another reason why I learned how to appreciate things more is because I lost someone I lost my god grandmother oh, okay and that was like a big like bam to yeah. me yeah mm-hmm. like I hate at that time I, I questioned Jesus one more time <laughs> one more time because right. he took her right when I was coming out of my darkness mm. he took her right there and i and i after i had used her as an escape yeah and uh, i could say her name her name is linda Mm -hmm. Uh, linda Villardi. lindy lou um shout out to her Mm -hmm. Uh, i miss her but um he took her like right when i was like involving and getting out of my darkness and you know after i used her (laughs) for kind of like an escape go and she didn't she didn't mind um but I didn't get a chance to celebrate it with her. Yeah, yeah. Like she didn't get a chance to see this growth. <coughs> yeah. This, this, you know, me prospering. Mm-hmm. And, um, so then I realized life is too short to harbor on certain things. Yeah. So now I'm in the process of just going with the flow and learning.
2: You know, that's also something that's interesting in the hero's journey, right? It's that those mentors, those people that really are there for us, um, most of the times they're not there all the time. Yeah. And that's, that's hard to accept, but it's just a reality. Yeah. You know, um, but while they were there, they were so integral and important to our lives, you know? Yeah. And just like you said, it's like, wow, I wish you would have seen me where I am right now.
1: Oh God. Right? I was just having a conversation with my mom. Cause they, she'd been gone for, I think about two, like two or three years now, two years, I think. And then, um, but her, her immediate family just released the ashes. Mm. And I remember I cried all over again. And I was like, "Why am I crying?" Because it's the fact that she's officially let it let let go. Yeah, yeah. and she's officially gone. And I know she's looking over me. And I still, I know, I still have. This might sound I still have full conversations with her. <laughs> I still talk to her as if she's here, because right. I needed that. I needed yes. that. I need huh. to feel like she's here sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, but you know, with her, with losing her, it just helped me understand that you know I gotta value who I am and what I have mm-hmm. yeah. because once it's gone, it is gone. It's gone. Go and ahead. you don't get that back. Yeah. yeah. So now I learned that life is precious and I'm glad I didn't do what I thought I was going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad I had people around me to talk me out of it. And then I'm glad that I'm able to tell, because after, um, I came out my darkness, I finally revealed like to my mother how I was feeling and mm-hmm. all that, and she kept saying I knew something was up, but i didn't I didn't could put my finger on it, yeah, mm-hmm. and um, so now everything is more of just appreciating everything, yeah and growing and learning mm-hmm.
2: what- what are the next steps to you because you have to the last part of ski art is that you have to return, you have to continue to live, you know mm-hmm. you have to continue to to exist. Even after the understanding that ultimately this all will end too, yeah. So, what are your thoughts on all that? On on, on how you want to how how do you want to pr- continue to live your life mm-hmm. with the understanding that this will eventually end too?
1: So I don't fear death. Okay, that's I'm say that right now. I don't. Why? Fear Why death. don't you fear death? Death is the natural way of life. We all can't stay here because if we would stay here, the world would be overpopulated. That's a good point. <laughs> Most people don't think that, right? But it's true. It's, <laughs> it's absolutely where, where are we all going to go. Yeah. Um, <coughs> can you imagine?
0: <laughs> but um, I
1: think what it is is we're just so comfortable in knowing that we have our loved ones and mm-hmm. stuff. But, you know, for me, I don't fear death. I feel like death is actually only the beginning. Mm. I feel like your soul has a whole nother life. Mm. Um, and not to get all and all that stuff but I feel like you know, like I said death is only the beginning I know that's a mummy returns or mummy <laughs> quote but it is um, you, know, uh, you know what's ironic I was actually watching the mummy return last see? night <laughs> but but um, <laughs> yeah that's one of their quotes and, and it's true because you know it, you, you 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 have another life to live mm-hmm. after death okay. whether it's heaven or hell or in the main reincarnation of void it is what it is for me I just want to make sure that I'm impacting somebody, because mm-hmm. a lot of people say you leave your legacy through kids and all that stuff, and I don't feel like that's true. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like us when you mean
2: kids, you mean you're like your biological kids, your
1: biological kids yep. and stuff. I feel like that's not the only way I can leave a legacy. I feel like I leave awesome. a legacy through people, yeah, um, connecting with people and helping people and just mm-hmm. leaving like some type of an imprint. I feel like that's how I leave my legacy, mm-hmm. and I realize, you know, just live my life to the fullest. Mm -hmm. Don't regret like everything, you know, because we all make mistakes. We all, you know, but at, at this moment and the way the world is, you need to just cherish everything, especially now, like the pandemic taught me something totally new. Mm We are losing people left and right because of this pandemic. Mm -hmm. And it also brings things into perspective. The things we took for granted, right. Actually going outside and breathing air. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did y'all realize that? Yeah. Like we 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 took we took a lot of things for granted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of things we didn't realize. Standing in line. Yeah, yeah, we like missed that. I, you you know you, you missed it. I lost the concert, <laughs> a concert,
0: people. <laughs> concert. That's so what n- this is really about. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, it's a, no, a good point. It's a good point. But no, like it's a mm-hmm. lot of
1: things we really took for granted. So mm-hmm. now yeah. I'm in the process of learning, like, to appreciate what I have, what where I'm going,
0: and what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and you know, to not sweat everything. Mm. If you like this video, please like and subscribe and leave us a comment. Also, if you want to know more about what we're doing at A Soul's Quest, make sure to visit us at asoulsquest.com.